0: And Welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday, the 21st of February 2021. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today is Zachary Burgess, a wide selection, and Robert Kemp, wide and flat Audi. Of course. I knew you were
1: going to say that. I was literally thinking about saying a wide and flat selection, but I was like, no, I'll just let Rob do it.
0: <laughs> What's a wide and flat
2: selection? it's a joke on um one of the the things one youtube poop videos like where for some reason he's just it's on the one where it's like it's how it's made but he's tearing it apart and they're making headphones and i think he's that like it's a cut up of how i'm describing the sound or something but then but he calls it a wide and flat audi instead (laughs) so so it's like a picture of a car turns up is that what you look for when you're shopping for headphones a wide Mm. and flat is Audi. flat Audis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's got to have four concentric circles arranged in a line. And then mm. you flatten it out so they're not really circles anymore. I mean, if you were going to make a
0: car manufacturer logo into some headphones, I'd probably choose Audi. <laughs> yeah.
2: Because <laughs> circles to- are convenient. Yeah. To ears, Indeed. As get- is proven by every other every- headphone ever. <laughs> yeah, he you gets you get surround sound out of that. Yeah. Or maybe you'd want some V-dubs. <laughs> V-dubs. <laughs>
0: I don't that's gonna be painful, isn't it? The Volkswagen logo. <laughs> yeah. Although it might have more structural integrity. <laughs> the the Mercedes one might be a little bit sleeker, right? With only
2: Only three, three random prongs. Prongs inside your circle.
0: BMW would be cutting things up a bit too much.
2: Teslas would be the most painful, surely. <laughs> that's not gonna work just like an an injection into your ear of sound. Ow. Needle it. Get it right in there. (laughs) There isn't a more direct form of audio. Just inject it. (laughs) I can't think of any others. Like, cut logos that would suit well. (laughs) No, I think we've exhausted. I mean, Ford would be like a lozenge. Yeah, Ford. (laughs) You should have the word Ford in your ears. I'm not thinking about the actual, like, the text part of it, just sort of the blue oval. Just sort of slip it somehow into your ear canal.
0: That logo looks, I mean, obviously, that logo hasn't changed since 1920 or something, has it, really? When did the blue um, oval go around the, the word Ford? yeah the, the actual text hasn't changed i don't think has it it's no like well
2: I, th- I think the font has changed t- like a tiny amount but not a mm. huge amount like it's not wild it's not like they sans serif serifed it at some point or whatever no they didn't 1970s like, it yeah but yeah the blue the blue wasn't there originally that was definitely added hmm Just thinking,
0: it it looks a little bit odd on modern cars when it's just basically the same as it was on the
2: Model T. Oh, I don't mind it. I think it's no, it's like a bit of class,
0: isn't it? You're just kind of used to it.
2: Yeah, but it's interesting
0: they don't have a you know just a simple geometric logo at all. Uh, Yeah,
2: it's true. They don't. They don't really have a symbology for Ford, do they? Really?
0: It's interesting how some have such simple logos, like geometrically simple logos. And it seems like if you're a new company, you need you need that for some reason. And yet yeah. Coca-Cola gets away fine without it.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, McLaren somehow get away with being the Nike symbol upside down.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean that Nike upside down symbol I'm sure I've seen that for other brands as well. Like the swoosh inverted swoosh thing. I mean, like it's a what's bit the more, British Airways Speedbird thing turned almost into that, didn't it? Speedbird. Um, well, that's what they used to oh, call the logo, right.
2: but now it's a yeah, sort vaguely
0: of remember. mark. Because um, Speedbird was there—is their a call sign still?
2: I think. I mean, that's quite a literal form yeah. of plane, I suppose. But yeah, it's kind of cool. Speedbird, if I'm a fast, fast flight. I'll talk about speedbirds a little later, actually. Oh yeah, yeah. as a segue. If <laughs> you remember, a segue, <laughs> a future segue. <laughs> yeah, a foreshadowing, if you will. Uh, how, how did everyone survive the snow? How was that for you? It's so warm today compared to then. <laughs> I know it's it was quite sudden as well, wasn't it? Yeah. it was like like still freezing to suddenly fifteen degrees.
0: Yeah, quite weird.
2: It's like it became like um, running with leggings and an underlayer to t shirt, t shirt. Yeah, I Knees mean, out.
0: London snow. You know, it's all right. enough in the parks to actually make snowmen and stuff but otherwise it's just like mostly gritted roads and Mm. uh, usually in normal circumstances snow is uh, really annoying for commuting but we don't have to do that so it's fine
2: (laughs) it's quite the lucky dip around here whether roads are actually gritted or not so you could be on one, one road and it'd be absolutely clear and then take one turn and it's nothing but sheet ice Right, there was there was definitely a phase where it was like smooth, shiny ice in quite a lot of places. Black ice, yeah, yeah, to the point where you know actually just going for a walk was difficult. Right, there was um the, um Naomi did say she'd spotted a um spent some time watching a fat Labrador attempt to traverse the ice. <laughs> very amusing. That's funny. And how was Nida Marche?
1: Well, I did actually go out in the snow when it was most snowy because I thought it would be cool. But there was two problems. Firstly, I forgot how how much walking in snow fucks up your ankles if you're not really prepared for it. Because <laughs> like, you're constantly having to adapt to like uneven terrain. Mm, and yes, because I went down yeah. into like the fields or whatever, it was even worse. So my ankles and, uh... hurt for
2: like two days afterwards. <laughs> right. You're not used Man. to cross country rambling. No. I mean, I've noticed that like for the, the like for the the, mo- the 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 rare moments I run on anything that isn't pavement at the moment, it's like, oh my god, does this always hurt this much afterwards? Like Yeah. Like I've I've got so used to just pavement running because I'm not doing park runs. Mm. And then the other problem was that I
1: <laughs> I thought, let's make this a dual purpose going outside trip in the snow and i'll i'll like see what the what the sort of back route to rob's new house is like across oh, yeah. the fields down yeah. by the river and whatnot.
0: did you find a way through
1: <laughs> well i did but it was like it was not a good i it's not a good idea to go that route if the weather is even
0: slightly wet apparently <laughs> right okay purely for summer <laughs> yeah Traversal.
1: because it's like the all the paths that a lot of the paths down there have like they're all like temporary they've been like moved off where they should be so they're just like they're just mud <laughs>
3: right yeah oh, okay. so
1: even wearing my walking boots it was like the water is going to get into these <laughs> so I how come that.
0: they're moved Cause... away from their normal path or what's on the normal path
1: it's because of the like how they're trying to close that level crossing whatever oh so the bit that was the road is now like part of the farm track so they fence that off so the path has to go like around that mm, okay so it's just like a bunch of and then when i actually got to when i found that path that goes across the field to where rob's house will be it's like the mystery yeah the mystery path i've never been that before it was like that that was fine apart from like there's a ditch with a little bridge over it but apparently when there was enough water around it just like created another root stream that just ran straight across the path into the ditch (laughs) (laughs) so i was like well great now i just have to wade through this as well
3: oh okay
1: so, yes, do not walk that path to Rob's house if there has been any amount of rain at all.
2: <laughs> I mean, surely it's not too bad if you just t- stick to the road route down past the mill. Oh, well, then... sure. Yeah, that's the long <laughs> yeah. route. That's the normal route. Yeah, But that's much yeah. longer. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's like
1: that, yours, the back path route is the most direct route. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I discovered where that path came out. And It's like two houses down from Rob's garden. <laughs> ah, ideal. Yeah, <laughs> Rob's theoretical quite, garden.
2: <laughs> it should be quite convenient, really. <laughs> apart from
1: not being able to use it most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you probably, like, I definitely would have to take my shoes off after walking that route coming into your house.
2: <laughs> yeah, probably.
3: <laughs>
1: Maybe because wear. I'd probably be wearing my boots in order to walk that route yeah. most of the time.
0: Yeah, you'll probably need some form of <laughs> boots. But well, the, If, if it gets really bad, we can...
2: I was about to say if it gets really bad, we've got a second entrance to this place, so we can let you around the back, and then we can have a dirt room. <laughs> yeah,
0: have to have a, an airlock situation.
2: Some filthy, filthy dirt room. And my mum's being really weird about the new house. Oh yeah, it's a. I don't think she likes it. Right, the house is Yeah, every time we talk about it, she just. I'm not, I'm not sure. She seems like. Uh, or is it that you're overwhelmed by our choice nearby, or? No, I don't think the nearbyness is a problem. Um, I mean, it's—I mean, it wouldn't be a problem for her. It would be more of a problem for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, but, this is true. But it doesn't uh, seem to stop her coming to Ipswich. So, it's, 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 no, uh, well, I think she's—I think that's because. Sorry, Kippers, but he's a bit, my brother's a bit of a lazy toe rag, and um, as my mum would say, and uh, she ends up doing quite a bit for him still. Right, most yeah. weekends. I think I might be wrong on that. That might not be true at the moment, but. Mm. Um, uh there was a period of time where it was uh mm-hmm. so yeah she just pops in she goes to go shopping and then just says i think she explicitly goes to morrison so she can just say just i'm just popping in <laughs>
3: i'm just passing right.
2: by yeah and it's like we don't have to shop at morrison's you can go to asda it's nearer <laughs> oh. well she continues to do that then uh, you'll be in, <laughs> you'll be back in creating so yeah it's slightly awkward yeah i suppose it's not it's not it's not that awkward not too um but yeah, uh, I don't know. She she said something the other day. At the, like she popped round uh, and stood stood at the front door, saying it's like oh, I I had a quick look on the website, see if there was anything else out there. And there's some nice places in there around Creeting and Claydon. I'm like, that's not helpful. I'm already like in the process yeah. of buying a house. It's like why why would you say that?
0: I don't get it. What's what? I don't get it. Uh,
2: yeah, and then and then I had a look at myself anyway because I was intrigued. It's like, oh, is there anything else that's nice? And I'm like, no, no, there isn't. Why would you tell me that? Yeah. Why would you say that there are nice places to look? It's like, there's like there isn't there isn't anything that's, that's in the weird. category we were looking at. I but she's not
0: saying what what it is. It's no,
2: well, she obviously doesn't want to you know upset us a little bit. But at the same same breath, it's just like well, cl- clearly this isn't a house for you. And then also, it's not a house for you. Yeah, <laughs> it's not for you. <laughs> For us, whatever you're not saying, continue to not say it. Please. <laughs> yeah, just keep quiet.
0: Thank you very much.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just a
0: bit odd, weird. And unless she, I don't know, maybe you know, maybe she was part of the trust that was taking care of the like Indian burial ground that that was built on, or something. I don't know. <laughs> she she knows something.
2: <laughs> she knows. Stay away. Stay away. <laughs> Uh Yeah, so that's where times.
0: the Red Indian burial right where they shipped all the <laughs> all the remains all the way from America <laughs> to the to in increasing. Of course,
2: yeah, uh, England is nature's burial ground. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so that's fun. I'm, I'm uh, the, uh, the the hype is settling in. I'm starting to pack stuff. Oh, good. Um. So, because we haven't we haven't exchanged anything yet, so it could all go horribly wrong, but at yeah. this point it seems pretty unlikely. Um Yeah. Uh yeah, so it's uh, moving, still no dates or anything like that. I'd really love there to, to be a date at this point. And yeah. I guess you only get that when you exchange. Yep. And then we'll have but happy salad
0: HQ three point
2: <laughs> Yeah. Apparently exchange to completion times are pretty short at the moment though. Yeah, so we'll, yeah. Um when that does happen, sudden panic, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> boredom, boredom, boredom. Sudden, sudden panic. That seems yeah. to
0: be the way it works. Um, yeah, so we, uh,
2: It'll be good. It'll be good. I'm starting to fret slightly about the technology and layout of things now. You'll have time because it's like because like, it's like them. where the internet comes into the house is, or where I think it comes into the house based on where they've currently, you know, the current occupiers have their router mm-hmm. uh, is pretty awkward right it turns out um so it's like oh maybe maybe just a no because normally what i've done here is is like where the internet comes into the house or is wired in is actually where my pc sits yeah perfect perfect. yeah um uh so i can you know all the routers and all the hubs and stuff can just live there but that's not really going to work where it is now so unless i can when the internet gets fit or sorted out at the new place could move that to a different socket if there is even a different socket somewhere else or something like that and then make it slightly more convenient so that's a problem which means you know i'd be either on full wireless or maybe i need a mesh network all mm. that kind of jazz mm. all those thoughts are starting to starting to occur and then it's like oh actually i I need appropriate deskage for that room now where everything's going to be yeah and it's like because everything's going to be in there all my work stuff and all this podcasty stuff and all all the uh Uh, PC gaming PC, and all that stuff. So it's like, oh, I need quite a lot of deskage really to make this work, (laughs) which poses its own problem because you know, you don't, it's actually quite hard to get like properly big ass desks, right? Like, they they go to a certain size and then they just start getting weird and awkward.
0: Well, (laughs) you get like modular systems, right? Like, for an office, like you can, my one's from IKEA, it's the old system, but. I think there's a new system. yeah. I
2: mean, I just need a a slab of wood that goes the entire length of the room, really. Right. Yeah. And maybe a little bit around an L. So it might have to be a custom job, which clearly has me written all over it. Oh
0: yeah, as, as the <laughs> DIY fanatic
2: that Absolutely. I am. Absolutely. Yeah. God, I'm man. sure that
0: that can't be that hard. I'm I'm sure. You can get, as long as you measure up right, I'm sure you can order the right size pieces of wood well, and put I, them on I might just get, like,
2: two standard-ass tables that are the same, right, so they're the mm. same height and just sort of wedge them in the corner or something and then yeah. be done with it. But then there's the seam, and it's like, and is the seam a problem? <laughs> Probably not.
0: Do you need a seamless desk, like, running the whole length? I guess that's what you're saying would be ideal. It'd be nice, yeah. yeah.
2: Enough space to put, yeah. A Couple, I get get some arms. Put the monitors on arms. Um, yeah, I need a. I probably need a laptop stand so I can put my laptop somewhere convenient. Mm. Um, uh, some, the PC needs to go somewhere. The other problem I was thinking about is like, oh, what speaker setup would be suitable for this room? Because in my in my yeah. work room, I've currently got a a nice old Marantz stereo amp, um, which is a it's a marvelous bit of kit. That thing and uh um, so admittedly i've got crappy ass speakers attached to it right now proper speak they're from an old 5.1 set and it's mm. just um that, that's all i'm driving it with but that, that amp does a pretty amazing job of making those pretty crappy speakers sound good mm. um, um or good enough and it's like well okay i could use that amp and i could get a couple of i could get some nice stereo speakers um and put them in there uh but then that's probably not the ideal for when I'm doing music work. So do I need a set of monitors? And it's like, ah, oh, but then I can't drive the monitors through the amp. Uh, okay, what about if I <laughs> what about oh. if I just use my existing PC 5.1 set? And it's like, yeah, but then I'm not using the amp. And, it's, <laughs> and that might be mildly awkward if I'm having to drive it from multiple sound sources, which I might need to for work, or music, or gaming. And it's like, am I going to have like three or four different sets of speakers in this room? Are <laughs>
0: monitors to dry and boring for gaming and stuff then or I yeah, mean, are they too they, they will
2: probably be fine um but uh you, but you don't really you don't drive monitors through your first first amp generally they tend to be like active powered themselves yeah yeah um uh so you, you you probably could do that. But could they do then, for everything if they were nice enough? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then that, maybe that's a bit bit too specific. Or maybe I just go down the route of getting a set of proper monitor headphones or something. Yeah, but then um, you'd be
0: wired in all the time you're working on music. Yeah, maybe, maybe that'd be nice. Which
2: in fairness, these days I am fair enough. Recently.
0: That probably is the best yeah. thing then. I think that's is that what people do when they're working? I suppose No. No. They work with monitors, don't they? Yeah in studios, but then that's an actual studio. It's quite different to your environment. Exactly, yeah. Environment.
2: yeah. I think I'm annoyingly one of those people that uses PCs for more than one purpose.
0: Which is part of the strength <laughs> of PCs, to be honest. Like that yeah. You can game and work and, and
2: do stuff on them production. But it means, yeah, dedicating space to it is kind of tricky for me.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, or dedicating uh, one space. These are all like I don't know if they're first
0: world problems. They're definitely first world problems. Oh, they're yeah. Problems, absolutely. Dead. But, first but they are quite fun problems, though. It's like, hmm, well, I'm going to have to fit two desks with multiple machines. And how are they all going to work together?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And workers talking about getting me another desktop as well. All oh, right. To, to do some stuff on it. Um, and it's like, well, I'm going to need to find somewhere for that to live. Um,
0: Why do they. Is that. Oh, to do with to, hardware. It's,
2: it, yeah, it's to do with running multiple VMs and. Yeah, having redundant setups and networking to myself and things like that, various bits of testing that I can't really do very easily right now. Right. So I might end up with my work laptop and a work desktop. Mm. Um, (laughs) Wow, it's going to be a technology hub in creating some It's It's a bit mad, yeah, because I need a space for the teleprompter. Right. Oh my god! L, which is an awkward L shape and needs to hang over a desk, ideally. At least you um, don't have
0: a fucking point of sales machines or whatever you used to have. Then well, that's true. I don't have yeah. to have a
2: till on my desk <laughs> anymore. Uh, yeah, that was a fixture for a while. Um, but yeah, I need a Poe switch. I've got a have got a lot of hand controllers sat on my desk upstairs as well. That just just Ethernet cables everywhere, basically. <laughs> it's just,
0: I'm really, I need a lot of room these days. I really want to upgrade my. I've been totally fine with my laptop until very my work laptop until very recently, and there's these M1, you know, Apple Silicon, and I really mm. can't wait for the for the 15 inch or whatever 16 inch MacBook Pro Apple Silicon to come out, so I can just get work to buy me one of those. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I've heard that the M1, the, the just the Air and the the small MacBook Pro, they're already super fast. Um, so I, I, this thing is creaking a bit with this giant monitor, to be honest. So get the M2. Yeah, M1X. <laughs> I think it's going to be called. Okay, yeah. uh, I don't know what it be. They, they, you know, there's no details official, but uh, the interesting part will be what do they do with the graphics? Because the my one, the 15 inch one has dedicated graphics. So whether it has a Radeon in it, like these, mm. or it has some Apple solution, that will be the interesting part. And whether be, it's on a chip, you know, like the M1, or whether it's dedicated separate.
2: Would It'd it be, be like an M and like an A combo or something? Or? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or m- maybe. So we'll have to see. But that thing is going to be a monster. Can't wait uh, for that to come Yeah, count. I've been thinking about that. It's like, I, I guess what, like, and what we were talking about before, I guess what I'm after in a solution like this is a halfway house. Like a compromise. So get, get your RAM and get your... Uh, your, your your main processor and stuff shoved on a on a nice bit of SOC or whatever, a nice mm-hmm. bit of bit of silicon, but make it so you can move the graphics cards and yeah. hard disks as you want. Yeah, maybe I have some that's... on board diskage, but then have plenty of space for expanding.
0: I think that's a reasonable
2: expectation
0: for desktops in the not too distant future because they've got this super what's the latest pci express they've they've got like triple the bandwidth or something on those lanes now haven't they i think going to uh i I don't know much Um, about motherboards but i think i think it's faster than it was because they because now you put your ssd on in these m2 slots right Mm -hmm. which are like like they you plug them in like pcie right yeah rather than having them separate is that is that the way in your one
2: um, no, my PC okay. doesn't have... I mean, it does have an M2 slot, but it has a pretty old M2 slot. Right. Um, like when they were first coming out. And oh, M2 is confusing because there's all kinds of different socket layouts for M2 as well. Well, I don't a know. Bit, a bit like, do you knows. remember, processors of old where it's like, ah, oh, you yeah. need a 939 socket set or something like to make this processor fit in yeah, this board. Remember, yeah. And it's like M2's a little bit like that. You need to pick a socket for your machine. And uh, yeah, I think I've got my motherboard is at the point where I think M2 is very new. Yeah, and thus not that well supported. Yeah. Um, so I haven't got one of those in this machine. I've just got SATA drives, um, mm. but SATA SSDs. Um. Yeah.
0: So then I guess you could buy a board that had a system on a chip with a CPU and memory and all integrated into the board. So instead mm. of buying a motherboard and a CPU and RAM, you just buy one yeah. thing, and then you plug in.
2: Well, if the, and if the, the Series X is anything to go by, you can make hard, fast hard disk technology socketable, mm. like you know, because that the expansion for Series X is a a thing you can plug into the back of the machine, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like you can do that. Yeah, if they can and make with that, PS5, right? Yeah. Uh, well, the hard the SSD you can expand, right? Okay. I don't know about Playstations, actually. I can't remember. I think PlayStation allows you to expand it, but not necessarily with stuff of the same speed. Ah, okay, fair. So That'd you, you can use it as a storage solution, but not necessarily as a gameplay solution. Right.
0: Whereas the Series X is like. You can boost. get a proper
2: expansion for it. Right, yeah. That's cool. Um, but the Series X also supports external drives as well for the, the exact same purpose, as in you can play X Bone stuff, but not Series stuff mm-hmm. off non fast. Non fast. <laughs> non <laughs> fast storage <laughs> interesting uh, yeah so, I'm, so I'm, i think i'm warming up to this soc future but I, as i say i want ele- i want elements to still be expandable like elements to still be replaceable like so if my hard disk did fail for whatever reason cuz hard disks fail that that is the thing oh, yeah, that goes sure. more than any that yeah. and graphics cards are the two things that are going to go um generally yeah. um so it's like if uh, if those things are still replaceable then i'm pretty happy
0: I mean, one thing if the graphics is integrated is it might help with the fucking problem that
2: you can't buy current GPUs. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, what's the yeah. other thing? Like, I was sort of thinking about what my actual buying habits are with PCs. It's, like it's been a while since I've actually upgraded one other than storage. Mm. Like, I don't think I've upgraded this one at all other no. than give it a smeg to tonne more storage. <laughs> Whereas I used to upgrade quite a lot on previous machines. Go through two or three graphics cards, or yeah, uh, or have suddenly have a need to be like, Oh, I need to double my RAM because games don't run anymore.
0: I mean, I think Um, you spent more, so you, I mean, the 1080 should last you, should have lasted you a lot longer than some of the cards you bought previously, right? Because it was a badass card,
2: yeah. Well, I was one of those fools that bought a GeForce 8800 when they first came out, um, you know, when Vista and was, was coming in and the. And the eighty-eight was the the new hotness, the DX ten or something mm, um, mm. stuff, and it wasn't. It was a bit half baked on the driver front. And it was crashy as all hell. Mm. So <laughs> that was an upgrade, and that was a mistake, <laughs> as it turned out. Yeah. So it was a good card, but like it was that was it came in at very much the wrong time. Um. But yeah, I I, I tend to build build big and build not very often
0: now. Yeah i mean i might i look back at mine like my 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 motherboard etc processor 10 years old my graphics card seven years old so <laughs> i'm not much of a gamer but i think i next time if it ever comes i might just get you know a pre-built pc rather than
2: even bother to put it together oh hell these current gen x expo- but these current gen consoles Pretty good. Oh, I'm definitely going to get the console if if it's available to
0: buy before I ever get with your PC, I think.
2: Yeah, they give most PCs a proper run. But where are the games? Yeah. Where are
0: they? There's the games.
2: Huh. Should we talk about some games, then?
0: Yeah. What's been going on in the world of video games?
2: News! We've got some news. Uh... So let's let me play the Xbox fanboy card first of all and say, "Hey, PlayStation Five owners, with your fancy joypads, <laughs> they might not be all that fancy because they suffer from stick drift. Apparently, oh, yeah. um, not too dissimilar from, I guess, what you experienced, Zach, with your early Switch. <laughs> well, kind of. I mean, oh well, no, you had the connectivity problem, didn't you? Not the stick. Well. Drift. I had that as well,
1: but the stick drift that I had was a different type of stick drift from the one that was famously Nintendo's problem. And I'm not sure how the PlayStation sticks actually work, because obviously in the Switch, it's because like, it's super low profile, they're all like, it's fully electrically Switch-based or whatever, so there's no... Mm. It's, it's a matter of, I think the, the stick drift I was having was a matter of dirty contacts rather than... Mm. Anything else which might like? eventually manage to solve itself <laughs> other than
0: was it are
2: they potentiometers and yeah, stuff they are. that yeah they are used in these things yeah, yeah. They're pots,
0: which is the same in well all of them, that aren't those super low
2: profile switch ones, sure, yeah, so that's a bit of a shame the current you know what would could be considered the uh the innovator this gen or the innovating point, I guess, about this generation. Uh, currently I mean, suffering a little bit with an old-school problem.
0: I mean, it's it's something they've just done the same as all the all the others. The thing that would have been good, the innovation would have been allow you to repair it or replace it, which you can't.
2: <laughs> sure, yeah. yeah.
0: That would have been the good thing, but they haven't done that.
2: Yeah, make the modules a bit more easier to lift out and put in. It's just because it's, it's such be... a relatively
0: high-tech piece of kit that's quite expensive, like the small small pots that go wrong or whatever after X amount of... Because it's like you'll never make it so durable that it won't break eventually, right? So just make it repairable.
2: Yeah. Which that's is what not I'm how they <laughs> <laughs> No, no they true. want you to just buy new controllers and that's why they make them so hard to get into as well with like security screws and garbage like that. Mm. I mean, I, my in fairness it's kind of I've had some, like my, my Xbox 360 controller that I repaired a while back to put a new stick on it, and it's like, that's already breaking. But that's because of the quality of the actual stick uh, materials, not the any of the potentiometers or anything mm. underneath or the actual module. It's just the the terrible, terrible rubber they made that thing with is crumbling. Mm. It's horrendous. Um, so even if you could repair it, by the way. Not all repairs are good. But at least you should be able to try i agree with that sentiment Mm. it's like the whole um built-in battery thing right on playstation controllers because it's like i kind of prefer that from an ease of use perspective for sure yeah but they will die eventually yeah and then you're left with no choice but to replace the controller right now it sucks yeah it's another one
0: isn't it i mean because the series x they considered it right and they they just said well the fans wanted
2: you know <laughs> well no get... the other the other flip the flip side to that story is that xbox has a deal with Duracell.
0: no that's bullshit apparently <laughs> 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 but that's not true uh, but yeah that would make I guess, sense i guess we'll never know
2: <laughs>
0: conspiracies <laughs>
2: mm. majestic troll <laughs> exactly uh so does that uh, Google Stadia, the uh, gift to gaming news that keeps on giving, is well, shutting much longer, maybe <laughs> <laughs> well not for much longer. They haven't really given us anything good. That's the problem. They are shutting down all of their first-party studio development before they even put out a thing. Mm. And uh, the um, situation behind that is apparently a bit awkward. Like made doubly awkward by the fact that. Um, studio stadia head uh phil harrison i think it is um oh, really? a couple of days before they shut down the studios he sent them all an email saying saying what a great job they're doing we look forward to your games stuff like that <laughs> right and then they and all then. got shuttered. so i wonder if that this was actually a decision that came from outside stadia
0: yeah alpha and we're corporate. just like you
2: guys need to cut costs <laughs>
0: I mean, Google are absolutely famous for trying things and shutting them down. There's, like, a giant Google graveyard list, isn't there? Absolutely, A massive yeah. number of projects that they just abandoned. But, I mean, in a way, like, is that bad? Like, I don't know. Like, everyone I paints mean, it as bad that they don't support things. But, like, at least they're trying lots of different things.
2: I don't know. Yeah, to a point. I mean, they're, they're kind of doing what Microsoft of old did, I suppose. You know, Microsoft famously do a lot of things first and then abandon it, and then decades later, Apple comes along and goes, "Actually, that was a pretty good idea, but now we can do it better." Yeah. Uh, and now Google seemed to be the Microsoft in that in this picture that they do a whole load of stuff and then. Yeah. So, but then, but then it's on. not even that anyone else could do it better right now. Like most of Google's things they abandon are actually not bad ideas. Yeah, it's true. I mean, but I wonder if it's like it's a strain on them internally, maybe. Or maybe the developers of projects get bored, kind of wander off, and then Google can't be asked to try and source someone to pick up the slack. So they go, well, this is dead because no one's working on it. Like a valve moving desk or something.
0: I feel like it will make sense, right, at some point, right? Because game—if you look at Game Pass or whatever—imagine that, but you don't even have to download the game, right? And you just play, yeah, you just click it, and you're playing it. But it's just not quite. But it, you know, because they've been well, playing I mean, this it shit since on live or whatever or
2: whenever. Sure, yeah, yeah, PlayStation Now and Gaikai and. Yeah, yeah, all these things. It's been around for a while, and there are still services out there that claim to like, oh, you can just rent a PC from us, and we'll do that. N- N- Nvidia now, isn't it? That's another one. Mm. Um, uh, but they all suffer from the same problem, which is, you know, control latency. They're all pretty yeah. good, but yeah. if I can't get it, wo- if I can't get latency right, streaming in my own damn house, how's it going to work over the internet? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like these these online services aren't going to work if I can't do it locally.
1: Mm. I'm sure we said it before, but clearly we need to go we need to undigital it and just have Amazon ship black box PCs to people's houses. <laughs> just be like, here's a black box, which is a PC, but you cannot access it in any way. You can just turn it on. <laughs> but, but it's literally in your house, and then you ship it back after you're done.
2: Oh well. <laughs> it's not like a a console rental service, but the console <laughs> is the game. Yeah, basically. <laughs> That's madness. <laughs>
1: it's so the only way you're ever going to get good latency <laughs> is by just having the thing in your house.
0: I mean, you're talking about a console, right? Pretty much. Well, pretty much,
1: but yeah. like for PCs. Like a Steam box. And it could <laughs> totally still like have a Steam type thing. Like it could it wouldn't just be for like one game. It would be like it would be a PC, but you just wouldn't be able to access the PC parts of it, but you would be able to like, you know, in- make it install games into itself or whatever.
2: I mean, but isn't that what a, a steam machine
0: was was meant to be? Right, like a Linux box that couldn't really use it as a PC. Yeah, but uh, it was like a console. Well, I mean, but it was a you could
2: because it was Linux. It could yeah, it, you could. It, you could. Yeah. But it, yeah, out of the box, it would just load into Steam OS and big yeah. picture, and then there you go. You use that, and that's your.
0: And that was obviously powered by Steam, which was like ideal. But I, I don't know what went wrong with that. No one bought it, but it was it because no one had part of it was the Linux the graphics thing.
2: drivers, yeah. Yeah, part of it was the Linux thing, and because they were leaning towards well, games had to use either OpenGL or Vulkan, yeah. Um, which isn't a bad thing. Most you know, the PlayStation architecture is based upon OpenGL, so it's like this it shouldn't be too unreasonable an ask. Um but people are only going to really develop for it when it's a chicken and egg problem, you know. You introduce a new ecosystem, you've got the mm. you've got the real uphill struggle of getting people onto it. Yeah. Um. Um. So yeah, unless you're one of the big three in console space, you're going to struggle. But you know, Steam. You would have thought Steam would have had some. You'd think they'd have a chance. Probably better than a people, bit of leverage, right? Yeah. Well, then uh, what's what Steam OS probably needed is a Valve killer app. Yeah. I mean, those um, don't
0: exist. I mean, they either. have tried
2: that with VR, and I'm not
0: convinced yeah. it's working. I don't think Alex is a killer app for VR, no matter how good it is. Yeah, is mm-hmm. it? Is it? Uh, it's, no,
2: it, I don't think it's pushed the ne- you know pushed no. the needle on the sales of VR particularly. I think, well, I think it's would, about
0: as much of a killer app as you're going to get for VR. I think people would yeah. rather play Beat Saber to be honest. Yeah, well, <laughs> but that's not like you yeah. know, that's not a Half-Life game. No, it's true.
1: That's the key. yeah.
2: Man, every every now and then I still do have a bit of a VR pang to be yeah. like, yeah, man, it is cool. And I'd probably only play it for like 10 minutes at a time, but my flat those would just be a hell of a 10 minutes. Just got one of those Oculus Quest 2 or whatever. Yeah, that seems yeah. like the
0: go-to right now. Yeah, there. it seems pretty nice for those kind of casual games like Beat Saber. Uh,
2: it's probably all I'd play is like, yeah, that yeah, and Shooty and... Something. <laughs> Yeah,
0: I think, and it was, like, it was only like 300 quid or something like that. And and yeah, you don't need the, anything the, else, right? Because it's a console, it's, basically. Yeah,
2: it's it's inside out tracking. Um, yeah, and it's got the um, motion hand control. I think it well. can do some amount of room scale as well, yeah. somehow. It's got cameras um, on the outside and everything. Yeah. Yeah.
3: That
0: I'm seems to be a good point for vr at this at this point i think you can plug it in and use it as a headset somehow with a pc running i don't know half yes or... you can
2: there are ways to do that so yeah.
0: and, and that that kind of gives you pretty much everything for what is still a niche product for sure i don't think there's a killer app that can make vr massive at this point
2: racing enthusiasts flight sim style squadrons <laughs> Yeah. No Man's Sky in fairness. There's yeah, a... There's no a Man's Sky. like the VR mode in that. Sounds still sounds pretty interesting. Yes. It's probably highly janky.
0: So we were talking about Stadia, I see do you. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, sorry. It's good. Well, it's good. failing technologies, Stadia. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, not looking good for Stadia still. Um Uh what else we got? Uh Microsoft showed off FPS boost on the Series X, which is another one of their backwards compatibility features. Um, so effectively what they're doing is they're experimenting with using a, a hack in DirectX mm. that um, for certain games that they are they are testing and make sure all this 100% works with, they will allow, um, basically when the game asks for 30 frames per second or a refresh rate of 30 frames per second, DirectX goes, nah, dog, and gives them 60 Ah, and, so even if um, they're
0: locked at thirty in the game code,
2: yeah. Basically, I, I think that's the, the crux of it. Basically, they trick VSync into returning for, like frame updates at sixty frame per second intervals instead of thirty frames per second intervals. And oh. for certain games, that's absolutely fine, mm.
3: nice. um,
2: and and the game will still run just with sixty instead of thirty. Um, so, uh, was it Sniper Elite Four? It has gotten that. Uh, what are the other ones? Far Cry 4 is getting that added mm. to it. Okay. And um, The selection is a bit weird, let's be honest. Um, everyone was expecting Fallout 4 to be part of this, but because it's been shown that on Fallout's own mod system, you can download a 60fps mod for the, for the console version and it runs. Mm. <laughs> so they were expecting Microsoft to just throw that in.
0: Can you run Grand Theft Auto 4 at 60 on a Series X?
2: No, you can't, but you can run it at a very stable 30 with auto-HDR.
0: Right. Okay.
2: Um. So, yeah, it depends on the game, obviously, because there will be games that are... Uh, I think this will work better for games that are either d- designed to have been multi-platform and not with capped frame rates, mm. that kind of thing. Like any uncapped game, you're probably going to get a boost naturally anyway from the console without FPS boost, but... Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. I definitely... I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's fun because it's just like it's another one of these little hey, Xbox's commitment to backwards compatibility is pretty hardcore.
0: Yeah, that's nice. And, I mean, there's no new games, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's what else they going to do? probably a
2: good thing at the time. Yeah, it's neat. Um, uh, yeah, I imagine there's a lot where that doesn't work. I'm thinking of things like Bioshock. Well, maybe maybe that would be okay because on PC that ran at 60 but all the physics were still locked at 30 which looked a bit weird. So maybe games like that would still still be all right. Hmm. Um, Yeah, more to come from that. Early days. Uh, And finally, the last bit... Last bit of Nintendo news before we get to the Nintendo news. <laughs> um, uh, the N64 version of Dinosaur Planet has come out of the Giga Leak um, before, which was the, what Rare was working on before they turned it into Star Fox Adventures.
0: Right, because it was a new franchise RPG on the on the N64, right? Originally. Yeah. And then, then what actually happened?
2: Well, it had been marketed, and it had been shown, is the thing. Yeah, Dinosaur Planet was becoming a bit of a thing. And then I I guess at some point, then either Rare or Nintendo lost a little bit of faith in the project, would be my guess. And we'd be like, well, how can we bolster this? Let's throw an IP at it. Hmm. And they threw Star Fox at it. Because, yeah. I don't know, and, I guess and, foxes but, and dinosaurs were a slightly easier mix than... Putting Mario with dinosaurs. <laughs> so, did they
0: mix. It was already it? a
2: fox, though, wasn't it?
1: The protagonist originally. I was, yeah, I think it fox. was something like. Was a
2: bit oh, wait, foxy. it could be something Star Fox. <laughs> just problem solved. Mm. The cloud.
0: So, so and you they know, put... planets.
2: So the space travel thing kind of works as well. So it's. Oh,
0: well, lost you. Did they put. Everything's um, gone quiet. Uh, there we go. Did they put Star Fox into the game before switching it to GameCube? Or
2: I don't know. I don't know at what point in the dev cycle that that actually happened. Um, so it's I get the feeling, got, yes, got Fox like, I, in it. Or I mean, it looks very Fox McCloud, doesn't it? Even right. the jacket's the same. Um, um, so yeah, I would. I would. My guess would be yes. That the, the the Star Fox thing had happened before they started GameCubing it up. Um, But I, you know, I'm not, there there are, the story is fairly well known. I just, I'm just not that familiar with it. Mm.
0: Uh, And so can you get this and play it on emulator? (laughs) I I think you can. Yeah. Okay. Weird. Apparently Apparently it's
2: pretty buggy, (laughs) but you know, that's to be expected.
0: What was the other? Is this so? Was the uh, golden I think from the Gigaleak as well for the? For, what was that for?
2: No, okay. that was something different. That oh. came off. Um, someone still had a copy of it hanging around from the PartnerNet days. Mm. Um, now par- PartnerNet was like a uh, if you had a debug version of an Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty console. PartnerNet was like a way that 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 pre-release code could be shared, right? Um, or you know you could put versions of games up onto Xbox Live for testing. And things like that. It was like a um, a fully functioning Xbox Live, but not publicly available. I see. Um, so a lot of a lot of demo projects and a lot of things. But but was, I think it's like when stuff went up onto there, anyone with PartnerNet could get hold of them. It was a weird mm. thing. It's not like it was private to you. It was like um, if you put things up on PartnerNet, then anyone with PartnerNet could get it. Weird. So as it turned out, like I think a couple people still have copies of the. 360 version of goldeneye hanging about and Mm. they figured out how to rip it and get it off the platform or their console i guess and then and now it's up and available for all
0: nice Anyway, for a 360 emulator of course that's leaky news the old 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 leaky news if you want to play Star Wars Battlefront, the 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 free radical version <laughs> that got canned, then that got leaked at some point. Oh, did it? Yeah, I think so. Like, what would have that been, Battlefront three or something? I can't remember how many they did before it. They got rebooted by EA.
2: Yeah, I guess it would have been three. I think there was only two. Yeah. Before they, yeah, redid it.
0: It's not free radical Cry- Crytek UK, whatever they're called.
2: Not the time splitters guys, you mean?
0: Yeah. I thought it was them, yeah.
2: That is pretty radical. Yeah, but didn't they get Oh they got yeah, they got bought yeah. by Crytek at some point, yeah. yeah.
0: Anyway, because my friend Ben worked for them at one point. Exactly. At the point where they weren't being paid. <laughs> ah, right. Yeah. Anyway. The bad times. The
2: bad times. Right, the big Nintendo news. The big N. Nintendo finally put down a uh, Chunky Direct. Chunky <laughs> even though direct. everyone
1: had already given up and said that it was never going to happen again, and clearly Nintendo don't want to do it any longer. <laughs> Nintendo were like, fuck that. <laughs> Let's just do it. Let's do it. Yeah, And that, they even that's... sort of referred to that at the start, where they were like, we haven't done one of these for a long time. Have... Well, they, weirdly, they said, we haven't been able to do one of these for a long time. And I'm just like, what was stopping you exactly? <laughs>
2: Well, I, did they preface this one with their COVID warning? Cause like yeah, a lot of the oh, okay, they did. Okay, yeah, I wondered if they'd skipped I couldn't remember if they skipped that this time. Because, yeah, before a lot of stuff they've been doing recently, it's like, hey, because of COVID, all of this could be nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, that's not the reason they haven't been doing directs. <laughs> no. Yeah, it sounded like before it was like a conscious marketing decision to focus on... Shorter shows, uh, yeah. maybe not do full-on compilation collections of stuff. To which everyone was like, "Yeah, I suppose you don't need that. Just put stuff on your Nintendo YouTube channel." But then, I don't know. I, I, I always felt that was a bad idea because I guess it sort of works, but and it'll get the news will get out somehow. But it, hey, there's there's an advantage in having an event or a, of, of sorts because the focus is on you, yeah. purely on you, for a while. And also, I like,
1: maybe not from the perspective of Nintendo, but from like other developers partnered with Nintendo, surely like the composite directs are actually better for advertising because like you'll get people who aren't actually interested in your game watching it for another game and then they'll see your game. And they'll so see it's like... your game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. Whereas if you were just perusing YouTube and there was just this random name you'd never heard of, you might, you probably might not click that trailer, right? And but then you say, oh, there's a new Mario game and then you'd click it and it's like, well, you know. Yeah, I think these composites do work, especially in the the Nindies category, right? Where well, I mean, like, those they
1: never stop doing those.
2: Though. No, but in in a way, it's like it's a shame that they split them out a little bit because it's like maybe they should also be in these directs. Well, on the other exact reason considering some of the garbage that was even in this direct. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm interested to see what, uh, what what do you consider being the garbage. That DC, DC superhero, superhero teen teen girls thing. game oh, Yeah, okay, yeah, that did look pretty bad. I'll give you that one. I'd forgotten that was in there. <laughs> that did look bad.
0: Ports of Super Famicom text um, adventures from. The- well, I mean, like- those
2: were at least some effort put <laughs> into those. Okay, yeah, so th- th- <laughs> I'm kind of okay with. Yeah, okay, that. sorry, that's fine. I'm sure. I think that, that Ghouls and Ghosts remake looks terrible. Yeah, that looks like, you know, it looks like a Flash game in that classic way of like
1: yeah, everything's not... too smooth and like, there's, and like the characters don't match with the
2: backgrounds and all that kind of stuff. It's not good art, is it? It's not no. it's something something not right about it. It's like it would have been better off if they'd have just... I mean, have they put out a version of Ghosts and Goblins that's the pixel art, but is widescreen <laughs> happy? Probably. You know, like maybe that's all they needed to do. Or go a bit further and go like 2.5D or something like that. Like use the Marvel versus Capcom art style or something. Something. Not that the Marvel versus Capcom art style has been doing great recently either. Okay, Marvel versus Capcom 3 art style. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, and I also thought No More Heroes didn't look very good. <laughs> like mean, right. not because of the gameplay but because it was on switch like mm, and I that, I that feels bad of me to say but like the the resolution in that trailer pretty bad <laughs> like very blurry Okay, yeah. should we go uh, through
0: in order and then mark out which ones were the best? Well, ones? <laughs> I, haven't
2: prepared, I haven't prepared an in order list. Okay, well, I've, I've, I've just pre- I've got a few I Just assume
0: somehow that you have <laughs> yeah, notes uh, and everything.
2: Well, I don't. Uh, yeah, we I, don't, we don't.
0: It. I don't think
1: there was too many
0: important things really I mean, it was a very long Mario Golf announcement.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. So, yeah,
2: That's about that. <laughs> That's the exciting part. <laughs> Mario Golf Super Rush. It was like, woo, I quite like the look of their stupid speed golf mode. Well, I'm pretty sure this isn't the first game to do speed golf. Probably not. But it might be the first Mario golf to do it. Mm. Like, I I get the feeling that everybody's golf, which is a Camelot property, um, you know, that was put out on PlayStation and Xbox, I think, uh, has done that exact game mode before. But hey, everybody's golf and Mario golf are kind of the same thing. Yeah. Um, and that, so that's fine. It's totally you, allowed here. <laughs> it's basically
0: mixing in some Mario Kart stupidity with. Does it, does, yeah. Does, does, I don't
2: know if they've done the power up thing
0: before. Yeah. Does that have power ups? Yeah. You definitely had speed boost at least. Or yeah. Various things. I don't the, know the, if you the, can the, throw uh, a blue shell at the person who's got the least the, the least number of shots.
2: Definitely adds a bit more tension and a bit more excitement to what is normally a very calm, potentially boring game of golf. Um, mm. Whereas, yeah, it looked all right. As long as they say, so have some kind of Wario attitude in it. Yes, um, indeed. I had the w- Ouija
0: in it, so that's... <laughs> <laughs> Terrible, about that, at least. <laughs> that's very important. And it had story mode like the uh, Mario Golf See, and the. Uh...
2: Yeah, on the GBA and the Boy, yeah. oh, sorry not even GBA yeah you're right Game Boy Yeah, this, yeah. that's the most exciting part for me actually was, was I liked just... that GBA game, game
0: Boy Color game it was yeah. good it was decent yeah the problem with the like
1: Mario Golf in general is the same problem they had with tennis which is like there's a with these kind of sports games there's an incredibly fine line between like
2: boring and
1: too much gimmicks <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's right, true yeah
2: do you think so? Where do you think Phil like Mario Tennis Aces sat on that? I think it did. It cross the line into too gimmicky. I don't think it did,
1: but the trouble with that game was just like they didn't have content. Mainly because I mean, it's the of Mario,
2: yeah, that's what Mario <laughs> Tennis has always had. But with golf, um, at least you could have like lots
1: of courses in theory. That's true. Yeah, so that might help on that front. <laughs> Although, how many courses they're actually going to make? That would be an important factor. <laughs>
2: Yeah. I think I think you're right part of the problem with tennis is that like at the end of the day anything that isn't tennis in a tennis game tends to be bad. Right? Like the mini games they throw in and stuff yeah, well that they, gener- generally not very good. But they uh, try like, to uh, spice
0: it. up the tennis itself with with gimmicks right that you can either turn in certain game modes are on or off right but just mechanics sure. extra mechanics that Yeah. I think like I weird. think the
1: gimmicks that they put in aces were like fine it was racket. like it wasn't too ridiculous
2: like the gamekeeper <laughs> yeah no it added, i think the t- aces added actually added strategy to the overall match as opposed to and it was um, like partly skill based with like the dodge shots and all that stuff it was like yeah. it wasn't and, the, and the timing <laughs> windows meaning you could not get hurt by certain moves and things like that if you perfected your parry or whatever it's um yeah there was definitely some some cool stuff in there. I
0: definitely yeah. didn't think it was cool in the GameCube one when you know you had that save power that then yeah Cracking Waluigi <laughs> swam over and turned the thing into a swimming <laughs> ball or something. It's I mean, like it
2: was, it was so it stupid. Was, it was hilarious, but like it to wasn't... see those sequences. But then uh, yeah, once you'd seen them, it's yeah, like, as a as a gameplay mechanic, they just became irritating. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that Strike, Mario Strikers has a similar problem, I guess, with its specials. Um, and that, I mean yeah, that could yeah, easily be more better balanced if they ever
1: try that again
2: <laughs> yeah
0: is that a football game i don't even remember that was like. the football one yeah how's that, was that like sensible soccer or something how does that work
2: uh, the, uh, i mean what's it's it,
0: what's it most like it's not like you FIFA. know what I, I i don't have
2: anything really that's quite like mario strikers it's a strange thing because you like you have a lead character and a lot of goombas on your team basically and that's oh. uh and so the the but the, the the kind of the emphasis was on getting the ball to your lead character so you could then do a super strike of some description. And if you scored with a super strike, it gave you double points for some reason. <laughs> Two goals. Yeah. That's so it weird. Was, it was a really bizarre thing. Um, I'd like so to this tennis is,
0: is like straight up tennis, even though it's got weird power-ups, it's still the same game, mm. the same scoring. And golf, obviously, is the same.
1: And like from what they showed of like the regular golf, I feel like it might be verging too far towards boring almost.
0: <laughs> maybe. But <laughs> they definitely haven't
1: turned the effects off at all in the like basic golf. There's but Mario no, like,
0: flashiness to it was quite serene, wasn't it, on the N sixty four? It was yeah. pretty straight. Yeah. It? Okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: But I feel like you need to spice it up just a tiny amount. Like put yeah. put
2: some flames on the ball occasionally, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. to do, do some yeah, well, maybe have Goombas walking in the background that go bark every now and then. Like, bah bait. <laughs> No, don't you? <laughs> Unless it's specifically the Mario Three D Land course, yeah. <laughs> then I'll <all> accept it. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I mean. They could do. They could. Their courses could be crazy themed, but yet all we really saw was a course. Yeah. You well, know, they did. It always so, looks a bit too. They did. Very when, when rainbow show, like, road a jungle
1: course. course. So mm. there's at least one other one
0: that a we got. DK course. Yeah.
2: yeah. But they could go mad with it. They could go a little crazy golf on it, like at times by having like. Yeah walls and things you could potentially bank off or that like in multiplayer mode maybe the courses could change after everyone's shot or something or shots could affect the courses in some way there's all kinds of stuff you could do with golf that would be interesting and weird and i i find it bizarre that they haven't i feel like it's untapped still yeah the weirdness is untapped
0: I haven't necessarily seen everything the game has to offer from that, but uh,
2: no. no, you know, hopefully, anyway. <laughs> we'll see. But it's probably but the hey, thing story I was most back. interested in in the whole presentation. Well, I mean, story modes back—that's that's interesting yeah. on its own. Just yeah. like that could be kind of cool, you know. Uh, if they could do what the original GB game and what Golf Story sort of attempted to do, yeah,
0: Golf Story, yeah.
2: Then I think they're they're on the right path,
1: and. Do something better than what Aces tried to do in tennis for its story mode.
2: <laughs> hey, as long as it's not the Wii U version of tennis, that <laughs> was basically nothing. It was just the tennis. I mean, well, I mean that's not necessarily a bad thing. Hey, I'm looking at you, N64 Mario Tennis. You're still the best. Yep. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about that. Like, I wonder. I don't know if you could really capture the magic that was the N64 Mario Tennis again, because there's a certain crappiness to how that controls, right? A yeah. certain sludginess and weirdness and yeah. and like walking through a swampness to it that you yeah, get away with Yeah, with the slickness of modern
0: controls and graphics, I'm not, I'm not sure you could recreate that kind
2: of feel. Yeah, but there's Maybe. something about that feel that just 100% works for that game.
0: Anyway, we still have that game. <laughs> should yeah. put that
2: on Virtual Console or whatever it's called. Well, there's no equivalent to that. Yeah, there isn't.
0: Currently. One day. One day.
2: Yeah. Well, maybe we'll get the N64 roster added to Switch Online. Uh, yeah, what else was interesting in there? Um, if you're a fan of Xenoblade, which I am not, uh, Pyra and Mistra, is it? Mithra. Um Mithra um are being added to smash Snore. like because smash needed more boobs apparently well i mean it's... everyone
1: said that they were going to be a character except everyone assumed it was going to be rex and fire not <laughs>
2: right yeah because the
1: whole point is like she is the sword and he's the sword wielder, and then they're, they're a team but now with now it's just
2: two swords <laughs> <laughs> yeah. fighting by themselves she's literally a sword right yeah oh great so so they've done the but they've done the thing that they sort of avoided, right? And made like the, the they stopped Zelda and Sheik being two different characters. But now they've made a character that's two different characters. Well, I again. think in this
1: case, it like makes more sense when the characters are more similar. I like I think the Z- Sheik and Zelda problem is like they were they were two different characters, <laughs>
2: <laughs> right? Yeah.
1: Whereas these two seem to have you know similar acting kind of moves, so it's probably okay. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and it, I guess it's not too dissimilar from, in a weird way, like, Shulk's Menedo arts were a bit, like, stance-changey anyway. So and, like you know, changing... Pokemon Trainer. <laughs> well, yeah. The and they've trainer. totally got done away with the idea that like, you, you can't have a character switch.
1: Because you totally can. And they, actually made po- they even made Pokemon Trainers character switching, like, actually useful. Because <laughs> mm. it's so much faster and everything now yeah i mean they seem like perfectly logical
2: characters more sword characters though so, you know, yeah more, more sword characters that's the that's the problem with it i think but also just these... like i i i sort of had the problem with it that it's you know a it's seen a blade which i've always thought is a bit of a weird franchise like i don't know no one was watching that part of the presentation with me and would have been like that voice for rex does not match that character <laughs> Well, why they always why have why voices, weird... though. I think, like, I don't know if it's intentional, but that seems to be how it always works
1: with these. <laughs> like, they just yeah, have why... weird goofy voices, like even Shulk's voice in Smash Brothers, the way you only hear him
2: say like two things, and it's still weird. <laughs> Backslash. It's like now slightly it northern. <laughs> yeah, they're like they're like slightly northern in a way that you don't expect for an anime character. It's it's odd. Yeah, like northern I mean, english i should say i as guess well. we won't,
1: like i guess we won't get too much rex we'll get apparently he may be in the taunts of the final smashers so we may still get some goofy rex voice but the yeah the two female voices sounded much more normal
2: <laughs> but yeah but i'm I'm kind of with you dan and it's a little bit your not just because it's Xenoblade, but because it's also like i don't know i want these dlc packs to go a bit mad
1: well mm. i mean they have to have like I, don't, I mean, they don't have to, but they kind of always have, like, out of the pack there's going to be one that is just like the Nintendo character, where it's not as interesting.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but then isn't this too not interesting? What was the previous character? Because it's been an <laughs> ages since I've played Smash, to be honest. Sephiroth. Like we're not playing it. Oh, Sephiroth. <laughs> and okay. Steve, and Midman. <laughs> I
1: think all three of those characters being quite diverse. I mean, Midman is technically Nintendo as well, but yeah, more diverse Min- of a Min- character.
2: <laughs> okay, yeah, I forgot, I'd sort of forgotten about Steve. Steve's the weird one. Um, Sephiroth's the obvious one. Minmitten's the Nintendo one, and now we've got more Nintendo ones. So it's like, yeah, What kind of Nintendo, yes. I'm just waiting for COVID to end so that we can enjoy the entire pack in one lovely bundle. Because because of, yeah, of how little I've touched it. <laughs> I hope um, that it, I hope that we'll be able to play Smash Brothers before the last two
1: <laughs> characters come out. Yeah. And then this one's coming out in March, apparently, so get ready for Sakurai to show off in a video and talk about it for a very long time. Yep. Approximately a week or two.
2: Talk about the bizarre way in which he controls them, surely.
1: I don't know. They seem like they might be one of the more basic characters again, which is
2: sometimes nice. Like,
1: yeah. Steve was really complicated, and yeah, Min Min was also I... pretty damn
2: complicated. Minmin's alright. Minmin's quite fun. Like, she's quite different. Well, yeah, that's not I mean. Not in a... Not in a super crazy way. I, I don't mind her. Um, but yeah, Steve, I cannot use <laughs> at all. I, I, I just cannot grasp him. And I guess Sephiroth wasn't really complicated. But, no, Sephiroth's quite
1: dull, actually. He, he at least seemed to have. He kind of has slightly more variance for a sword character. Like, there's a little bit
2: of magic and stuff in there. It's not all just sword. Sure. But yeah, I kind of played him a couple of times and it was just like, eh, not for me. It'll be I wouldn't mind him if he came up in the random, but yeah, not one of my favourites. Uh, I think I feel that about Cloud as well, to be honest. He should be cooler than he is. Um, I think Cloud actually is like more complicated
1: though, really. That's the trouble. Because like, of, yeah, of the, the, the limit stuff. pausing, yeah. You do have to actually kind of consider that a bit. And also, he's actually like difficult because his recovery sucks and and all that. So it's like it's actually quite kind of difficult to play him rather than it being complicated to
2: play him, I guess.
3: Mm. Is
2: that Smash? Yeah. Uh, I want to say a quick shout out to EA, this EA original game that was there called Knockout City because. I guess it makes sense that someone was trying to eventually make some kind of competitive dodgeball thing. Dodgeball shooter. Do you remember that?
1: I mean people have already tried to make
2: that that game
1: always looks like the Unreal Tournament mode. Whatever that game is called. What
2: the hell was oh, that? Oh god. In that, that weird that weird Oh god, the weird ball. Yeah. Basket game, but that's not. You know, we weren't putting balls in baskets, though, were you? Or... Well,
1: not that they showed that, but there was definitely like shooting the ball at people, and, and like you have to have the ball
2: <laughs> to be
1: able to do it, or whatever.
2: Yeah, I wasn't quite sure if like when they like bombed the ground, whether that was something you could prevent, or if it just hit if it hit the ground near you, the ball explodes or something. And it's not like a completely un-
1: unknown game type. I would have said, but that video, like.
2: What were they trying to do with the, like, <laughs> fake the characters bit. for... Yeah, the, fake, the fake orc. The, face, the fake counter-terrorist. <laughs> yeah, and it's like mysterious... fake
1: characters playing a game, but they aren't the characters from that game. They're just, like, completely separate, different fake characters that don't even reference anything else.
2: <laughs> and I, I'm not even sure... Yeah, because they weren't even characters that are from that studio's previous works or, no. or anything like that. So like they don't, they don't exist. Like I mean, for a while, for like at the start, I was like,
1: this is the sort of thing that Ubisoft would do, and they'd use like their actual characters.
2: <laughs> yeah, Rayman would be there. Like they'd get a Rainbow Six guy in or something. Yeah, and but like it's just these
1: like it doesn't make any sense. What is the point
3: of this marketing?
2: It's, yeah, it's it's weird. It's very weird. Um that's what I really wanted to say about that. That was interesting. Um, uh and now the game that I said was this has got Zach written all over it. Project Triangle Strategy. <laughs> Great name. <laughs> yes, prepare
1: for it to come out and be called Triangle Strategy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 or or maybe it'll off
2: triangle, it will be called Triangle Maybe it be called Triangle Strategy Tactics. I kind of hope they don't end up calling this one triangle strategy because that's just not a good name. <laughs> no, it's way worse than Octopath Traveler.
1: Yeah, at least Octopath Traveler was like slightly weird and and, and reference to the game rather than yeah. literally just being there's three sides
3: and
0: it's a strategy
3: game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> What's with all the games named after the mechanics like Bravely Default? I don't know. Well,
1: Sweat I mean, square square well, got maybe um, with, gets away with it as well for it being slightly weird. It's not yeah. called attack and defense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, basically, <laughs> it is but yeah, yes, it is. But it's, <laughs> they don't use those words. So no, slightly disguised, but yeah, the triangle strategy.
2: And it's a pretty like... classic-looking tactics game, if you
1: ask me. Well, it is extremely classic, like like original Fire Fantasy tactics. Mm. <laughs> like not even a tactics advance or anything.
2: No, but that's a. That's a good thing, right? I I mean, I couldn't work out if the if the what is it? They have a name for it. The HD is it two D HD or HD two D? That that style hundred percent lent itself to how it looked here. Like it looked kind of like maybe it's just the trailer and the hard cuts and stuff like that. But it looked a bit more messy than it did in Octopath Traveler.
1: Well, I Um, feel like the maybe the like pixel art for the characters is is, like, not as... Well, I don't know if it's not as good, or, like, they've tried to put too much detail into it or something. It just looks... The character art looks more, like, indistinguishable, almost. Mm. And I think that affects the look overall.
2: Yeah, there's just something... There was something PlayStation 1 about the whole look that I both <laughs> well, kind of... Well, that would of, be suitable for Final Fantasy Tactics, I guess. Yeah, I both kind of <laughs> dug it and hated it at the same time. There's a certain... I mean, anyway, the other thing that if you... If you were going into like
1: how how even the original looked weird is like when you've got flat two D characters, but you can rotate the view, and then mm. like the the pixel art just flips at a certain point or whatever. Sure. Except now it's a free cam because in the original tactics you could only rotate like the four cardinal directions, and the camera would sweep between them, but then it would just lock. But now it's a complete free cam, so you are like. Getting, you can always point it top down, and then like it looks like the 2D sprites are on the grid, like it, like it was an advanced Wars game or whatever.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm am okay with that. Honestly, that thing goes fine. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I'm, I'm. I mean, did we know about this beforehand a bit? I Me mean, I keeps thinking like maybe we knew they were making something like this, but I don't. I'm found know any reference if we to that. Knew this specifically. Like I think we kind of knew
1: that they were using the engine again yeah i'm, I'm sure we heard something kind of about
2: yeah I'm, that's what i mean i'm sure we'd heard there was some sort of follow-up talk to path traveler but i can't, can't remember how much we knew but yeah maybe, maybe not very much as it turned out um but yeah there's a chunky ass demo apparently available for it yeah um, i played the first two missions but oh,
1: yeah. I, I don't know if there is a third mission because in some time no i don't easy. think i don't I don't think there is i think it is only two because sometimes mm. with these missions it will show you the icon for the next mission and then when you click on it
2: it'll be like that's it. <laughs> yeah and i think is it one of those where it's like the start of the game and it will let you oh no it's so, no, it's, so super early that it's not gonna it, it says over. like
1: middle uh, well the text kind of implies that it's some middle of the story but i kind of hope it's not because it's only like chapter seven <laughs> right i hope the game isn't as short as that there's only like 14 chapters
2: Because that is one of my
1: problems with what I I saw in that in the demo. Mm. It's just like, it doesn't feel like it's going to be big enough, maybe. Especially if they're going to charge full price for it, which they probably are. it's a square game. (laughs) But like, the the problem... Well, it's hard to tell because when you're selecting the missions on the map, it says like, recommended level 8 or recommend level 10. But there's no other... Things in this demo, apart from the main missions and like side stories, which are literally just like scenes, they're not like fights or anything. I see. So there's I, no I, other I, way to level up apart from the main story. But the fact that it says what the recommended level is implies that there must be, I guess.
2: Yeah, I reckon there must be some grind, some side missiony stuff, some 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 ways to do stuff in the world. Like, yeah, because what did the like tactics games have? They had like a sort of overworld where things could happen in it, right? Or you could go to places, or there'd be. Antagonists on the map, right? Well there was like there was two different
1: versions because when
2: you had like the tactics advance you had
1: just side missions where it was just like and also they were they they weren't like randomly generated, but there were so many of them, it was like a grind. But then you also had like roving teams that would just travel the map and those were the random fights. Right. And that was in the original tactics as well, where it was just like you could just if you just travel around the map you'd run into like groups of monsters or whatever, and you could just grind XP off them. Mm. but the thing is this doesn't even have like a a map exactly it's it it shows a map but it's literally just a select screen you just go to the icon and you hit it and then it tells you what the mission is it's not like a map map there's no traveling Mm. involved
2: but i I guess like this is pretty early right this demo is not well yes uh, they, they 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 you know they're they're Doing that thing that they did with Bravely Default, and they were just all like, We really want your feedback on this. Yes. Um, that seems to be um, what Square just does nowadays. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we can, well, they're smaller projects anyway. So I guess we can expect this to be like at least a year off. But then again, um, it's not like they change that much even when they do do the feedback surveys. Mm.
1: They change a bit, but maybe not like super large amounts.
2: Yeah. Well, I just mean that in the sense of like maybe things like the, the bigger map and stuff just isn't
1: there. Well, sure. Yeah.
2: Like, you know, they could. But there were some other problems that I had with it as well.
1: Like, well, what, one of the problems which you'd hope that they'd be able to fix in a in a like full version, but is like worrying is that it takes so long to load between just like scenes where it's just like oh, really? it's just loading an environment and then some characters are going to talk for a minute, but it takes like fifteen seconds just to load, and it's not like it's a complicated you know
2: environment or anything. <laughs> Because it's this g d h c engine, so wait for that p c version is what you're saying
1: <laughs> well, maybe I don't know, but then Luxembourg yeah it
2: came out on p c eventually didn't it
1: uh yeah, I think so, and then the other trouble that I had with it is just like it's another thing that is you, we don't really know at this point, but because the characters are characters, they have a you know they have a skill set, and that's kind of the thing that made tactics advance and A2 and even the original much more interesting was being able to like grind your characters through the different jobs and get all the different skills and then combine them in interesting ways so if each of these characters because their characters have like a fixed job and a fixed set of skills that's kind of going to take a lot out of the you know tactics
2: <laughs> maybe well, maybe well you... the bigger matter isn't it rather than the tactics would you say
1: well, sure, but like the meta of the tactics is to discover the, the, you know, what the Uber combos are and like train people up into the mm. high tier jobs. And that was like the trick of the later, like A2, where the, you had the jobs where you had to have got skills in, in like lower level jobs to unlock the higher tier jobs. Sure.
2: But that was also one of the elements I think, you know, outsider looking in, I've never properly played a tactics game um, that, that feels a little bit daunting. In that it's like, oh, okay, if I have to engage with all these crazy combinations, then it and you know that's it's one of those things where it says like, oh, this is going to be hundreds of hours of work, kind of sure, kind of thing. Like, or the even under, just getting to grips with the damn zodiac system in the first one. Right? <laughs> well, like that was excessive. The zodiac yeah. thing was really ridiculous.
1: <laughs> Once they got rid of that into regular tactics, advance, it was just like, this is fine. <laughs> we don't <laughs> we don't need that level of complicated this but yeah it seems like when and also like the characters only appear to be able to equip like one weapon and two rings so there's not even like the
2: equipment layer of no i see of tactics so do you reckon okay so streamlined but maybe a bit too much for you (laughs) <laughs> but how do you think that sits for like i don't know cuz tactics hasn't necessarily this style of tactics hasn't necessarily been explored that much recently no you could you could argue so it's like like is this probably setting itself up well for newcomers to tactic style games or
1: well probably or just,
2: is it just is it just too thin
1: well i mean that that will be determined by like the amount of content there is at that point like you can get away with it being sort of simplified if there's enough of it i guess
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and if they if they're going to be have characters that are characters as long as there's a lot of characters because i mean even in the demo you start with like eight characters and then you get two more <laughs> during the demo Whoa. okay <laughs> but who knows how that will be you know meted out during the actual game mm. And if who knows those... how useful any of these characters will actually be? Because, <laughs> like, one of the characters you get in the demo is the going back to the original tactics. It's basically the the pharmacist job, which is allows you to use items, but like you throw the items instead of only being able to use them on adjacent units.
2: I always wondered why they call it like a pharmacist and not like an apothecary or something. Well, sometimes they do.
1: I think this one yeah. is called. I think this one is called a pharmacist. I think the <laughs> tactics one was called apocryphary maybe i don't even remember but yeah the tactics one it's basically that job again where you throw potions at people (laughs) which is funny (laughs) but like not actually really useful like well it depends it depends how useful they make it but like especially in the original tactics that job was like a a throwaway job that you just had to grind people through to get to jobs you actually cared about (laughs) right level and past pharmacy and, you know, surely magical healing is better than wasting all these items that you have to pay for. Yeah, always delay. <laughs> and then it tries to do a bit of, like, um, uh, what do you call it? Skill point? Not skill points, exactly. You know, you have, you have skills that use points in the battle, but right. then you get, like, one point a turn or whatever. So if you want That's to fine. use your high-powered yeah. skills, you have to reserve the points or then you have characters that can like shift the points around and do that kind of thing
2: oh interesting but that and it was it also has so it's
1: basically a magic point system but yeah basically but like simplified down into like single points per Mm. thing and then luckily it also has something which bravely default two needed it has like a full timeline of when everyone's going to act Ah, nice (laughs) across the bottom of the screen so you can see but the trouble is that, like I feel like I mean that's great, but it gets super unmanageable really quickly when your your team is like nine people and the enemy team is like twelve people, (laughs) and you're like, when is this guy's next turn? Oh, it's like twenty four spaces down this list. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's a bit bit much to try and keep a track of, and also
2: maybe um, maybe it's kind of fine though because it's like, when's this guy gonna act? Oh, I can't see. Oh, it's fine. It's it's too far away from from the list, but like.
1: Well we but the trouble is it does matter because that it's like it may be twenty four points down that list, but it is literally the next time that guy's going to be able to move. <laughs> so if you need to get someone out of the way, you're like, when is this turn? It's after all these tons of other people and the enemy and all these other things. But yeah, that's it's nice, but again, they've still made the same mistake where it shows you that but it doesn't really give you enough data. Like, if I cast haste on this guy, what is that going to do? It makes him—it makes him faster, but like, how much? How many turns up
2: is that going to move him? Mm. Sometimes that's kind of okay, though. That's the risk. I don't like having that kind of
1: risk. Like, if it's a tactics game, I want to have the information so I can make tactical decisions. (laughs) I don't want to be like—that's the other trouble with like when you don't know what's going to happen, the classic video game problem of having to restart things over and over. Like it, Right at the end of the second mission, I was fighting the big boss enemy and I was like, okay, I've cleared out all the other enemies now, I can just focus on this last boss and it's fine because I'm totally going to own them, I'm just going to stand here and beat on them for ages because they have far too much health. <laughs> but like, randomly at one point, that, that they just like do a super move and one hit one of my units and I'm like, how was I to know that was going to happen? Hmm. Luckily, it didn't, doesn't matter because the units don't. It doesn't seem to be operating on like, you know, fire and
3: rules. <laughs> especially, it was especially
1: rough. funny because this whole mission was about like this guy that you rescue, and you have the you know the enemy want him, and you're like, no, we will defend you. And then that was the guy who got the one hit <laughs> right at the last possible <laughs> second in this fight. Okay. I was like, well, that's bad, but uh, luckily it didn't matter. <laughs>
2: So that they get like knocked out of the fight rather than like killed. Yeah, I assume that's how that yeah. how they dis- describe that happening.
1: Although I wonder if that will apply for everyone. You know, because it seems like it might be the the really annoying situation where like the mission Wait. goal is where if one specific character dies, then you just lose. But everyone wow, else right, is totally yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> totally sacrificeable. Oh, I bet I bet that will happen. Yeah, that's, that's always in the but yeah. Do you want to talk about um, garbage remakes? You see those, um, was it Legend of Manor and Secret of Mana or things that were in this presentation as well, this Nintendo Day, rate? I think those looked awful. Oh, I mean, they're fine-ish. I had a real problem with the one that were like, I forget which one of those two it was, but it was the one that had pixel art characters, but the backgrounds were all like hd watercolor or you know just hd artwork and it didn't work it didn't look right at all i was sort of sitting there going like well you either do the whole lot or you do none of it well i mean
1: sometimes you can get away with that like they think back to when they remade final fantasy 6 and they fucked that up real badly in that kind of similar way
2: yeah i think i'd rather them kept the pixel art honestly and do this weird mix. It just, yeah, didn't work. Even in fairness, in that Final Fantasy VI remake, the uh, the background art was terrible as well. So it didn't really and it didn't <laughs> and the UI was places, way worse. And uh, the UI was bad. Yeah, it's like it's an awful, awful thing. It looks like they've put the same team on this. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Not that I know much about those games. The games are probably all right, but doesn't mean they should be treated poorly. Mm-hmm. And I know there's not very much to say on this next thing, but there's not much else that gets my hype glens going. (laughs) Splatoon 3! Woo! Yeah. So much hype. You have a Salmonid buddy. But why, though? That's the question. But (laughs) But why? (laughs) Why is the Alpha Tower upside down? What? Well, I've seen a number of posts about people sort of saying, it's like, oh, hey, Splatoon's actually on Earth, but in a, after a climate change, it's like, yeah, we kind of already knew that, right? <laughs> well, I mean, like, we explicitly already knew that. <laughs> yeah. It's like so there's it's, little it's, lore in Splatoon 2 even that tells you that. <laughs> absolutely. And they play on that even more in the Splatoon 2 DLC as well. Um, yeah, not new. But I guess we don't, it's hard to learn much from this because it literally was just a teaser. Um mm-hmm. Hey, there's some new super weapons we get to see that much It's a bow and arrow or something at one point um uh hey, I'm just happy there's another Splatoon 20,
3: that's 20, all 10. that's all I
2: care about that's, that's all I needed to know. I just needed to slap that number on the end, and I'm like, yeah, damn we're we're in it we let's go let's go well let's, let's hope... but let's not let's not go for a whole another year. <laughs> <laughs> let's hope they
1: learn from the mistakes of two
2: <laughs> except they don't think they're the mistakes. that's the normal. <laughs> Well, what, what, okay. What, what, what do you think of the mistakes? What do they need to fix? The whole joining a game <laughs> problem. I thought
1: you were about <laughs> to say the whole game. No. <laughs> uh, that's not, it's not too
2: bad, the whole lobby system.
1: Yeah, but It is. It's just like this dumb map rotation crap. It's just like, get, just <laughs> no. Okay.
2: Just get, the, the, get rid of this stuff. I, I don't necessarily mind the whole map rotation y thing, except maybe make it a bit larger. Um, oh. But the. the I have a bigger problem with the uh, if the, if Salmon Run comes back in some form, which it damn well should. Um, yeah, get rid of the whole like limited times for Salmon Run. Well, I mean that is on. part of the map rotation thing, basically. Yeah, I mean, I mean that that's the worst. That's the big offender, right? On on all of that.
1: Yes, but like I don't know why there's any reason to have map rotations
2: I mean, to make it so the more people end up playing the special levels when they do Splatfest
1: yeah but that's like, that can be you can turn on the map rotations for Splatfest. it doesn't have to be like all the time especially once they actually you know started adding more normal levels to the pool it was just like you're never going to see them
2: <laughs> i guess yeah but they, t- they tended to like when a new map came out they tended to make it appear on more of the you know more frequently on the list <laughs>
1: sure but there's still a temporary it's just like i just i don't think there was any real reason to, to have that system exist like yeah, can, what I problem was it really mean. solving
2: yeah i mean the whole the, their argument for salmon run was to, to help drive players towards I certain mean, sure, times to make, make sure it was, to make sort of yeah to make sure it was populated at certain times except um, apart from you know you
1: only need four people to play Salmon Run. It's like it's literally yeah. easier to populate Salmon Run than the actual normal games. <laughs> <laughs>
2: than, than the actual game, yeah. And it's not like they limited things like competitive with the weird game modes and stuff like that, that, like based on that. I can sort of, I can get, here's the thing I can get it, like, I can understand it in parts. Like, okay, maybe limiting when compet what game mode competitive is on make sense, right? Because they would limit it to oh, right now we're playing uh the weird moving tower mode on these maps. And it's like, okay, great. That stops the community from even, from splitting between the game and the billion different types of competitive mode they had. Or the not billion, but there were a few, right, right? Um Well I'm, you like, and it's like mainly So people had
1: to play the different modes in competitive yeah. specifically where the modes were more different.
2: Exactly. Keeping it focused to like two or three different things you can pick from make sense because that's a problem that's plagued most multiplayer games to be honest at some point where it's just like there's a playlist that no one's in and it's like uh, and therefore the players that want to play that have a hard time um, so by focusing it in this way that can actually kind of makes sense um, yeah I, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you that they sort that I, I wish they would sort a uh I know it's annoying, but a bail from matchmaking would be good.
1: Well, they just need to, you know, make... The whole lobby system needs some expansion, like getting out of it and being able to change it while you're still in the lobby. Oh, my God, they tried yes, yes. to fix,
2: but... It's, I mean, it's, it's sort of okay, the whole change your kit thing, but in a way where you can change your kit, like, slightly easier, like a shortcut list or something, But you could so you can coordinate with the team a bit better. Yeah, even just presets would be enough, probably. Yeah. Here are your four go-to slots, or I mean, like, yeah, just just steal Call of Duty's class system would be fine. Just steal it. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. But yes, but in let's terms of the actual game, let's hopefully like, bring back know, <laughs> Yeah, it was interesting because the music they chose as one of the original tracks as well. It was a, it was a slightly different version of music from the original game, so it's like a, I guess the music's still all in production, but. Well, I mean, it's not like they haven't remixed a lot
1: of the other songs before. (laughs) They're just getting through. Also, I guess maybe maybe it'll be a
2: law thing. Maybe wherever this takes place, it'll be like, we we didn't get the Splatoon 2 music over here. (laughs) The Plaza didn't look as fancy, if that was indeed the Plaza. Well, there was other people standing around, so probably. (laughs) yeah. And, uh, you know, who are they going to replace Pearl and Marina with? Is... (laughs) Just come up with another random pair. Yeah. Or are the squid sisters returning? Maybe it's time for non-squid hosts. Oh my god, what? Full-on octopus. Well,
1: or, or some one of the other, any random species that you can choose.
2: <laughs> Krusty Sean gets a promotion. Yeah. He's not going
1: to be in here shortly.
2: Another... If this takes place in, like, a more far away... Which is
1: sort of seems to be what they're implying.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's implied that... Well, it looked a bit Tokyo-ish, but, but yeah, the Eiffel Tower might mean that... Well, that might not be the Eiffel Tower. That might be the Tokyo Tower. Which is very similar in design. Uh, Maybe. I think it looked more eiffel but... But you're right, it could be, I guess. But, yeah, this... I mean, like...
1: More deserty, I guess, is what we could imply from the environments that they
2: showed. I mean, yeah, well, the fact that there was a train made me think, I wonder if they're going to take, for the single-player stuff, take the structure of the, um... Expansion. Yeah. The Octo Expansion, or whatever its actual name was, um, and yeah, use that, that because that was good, actually. The Octo Expansion was neat, um... And sort of, I, yeah, know, I feel like more into that. I feel like this is the
1: opportunity to make the single player like less level based. <laughs> I don't could, know that they'd
2: do that. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, they could. They could if they wanted to. But I don't know.
2: Yeah, maybe.
1: Because that would be like you know, we could. You know, if you're going to have this random salmon sal- sal- pet. We're going full open world, right? <laughs> We're just going to have this yeah. pet following us around in the world. That's going to help us fight out in the it's breath of the wild, except with squids. <laughs> probably not, though.
2: <laughs> um, yeah. The, the, the other thing is, is like it's still going to be on the Switch, so I wouldn't expect a huge departure tech-wise, or well, no, anything like that. <laughs> It'll probably will still be, the same be pretty agent. similar. <laughs> I think the only reason that, the, that they, they're they having to do a Splatoon 3 is, uh, hey, I guess uh, Nintendo Online doesn't pay the bills for some reason, even though that's exactly what it should be doing. Like, you know, this, the Nintendo Online is probably the thing that should be keeping Splatoon 2 in updates, but, you know, Nintendo want money. I hope Salmon runs bigger. Yeah. I really do. Well, I hope everything's bigger. <laughs> Just...
1: Don't go back don't do the same thing again where you start with like six levels and try to add more over time. Oh,
2: you know they will. That'll a hundred percent be what be what it is. Cause it's worked for them twice already. <laughs> yes, but it sucks. So Overwatch 2. <laughs> Splatoon 3. Huh. Oh, I'm so excited though. And I've got a long time to wait annoyingly. <laughs> Maybe nearly two years. Because it was it they said twenty twenty two, but it could be the end of twenty twenty two. We shall do we see. Want to talk about do I talk about Skyward Sword HD at all? <laughs> or... Zelda, the non Zelda announcement. Yeah, I kind of forgot how
0: <sighs> they must all have right. known this would piss people There's off. Some...
2: <laughs> well right? to an extent, but like well yeah at least they apologised beforehand. Yeah, but not not even the fact that they that it didn't have Breath news of about the Breath of Breath of of War too.
0: too, but the fact that they followed up with, with Skyward Sword that they must know that people don't like that one. But everyone knew that this
1: was coming and also <laughs> they did the thing that everyone wanted them to do and made it not have to be motion
0: controls. <laughs> yeah, I mean that yeah. part's good. But <laughs> they could have at that, least that is decent. they should have put Wind Waker out as well. They already the had that from the Wii U. <laughs> they already Yeah, that's why sp- oh, right. you can't. Oh right, have they not put that, on, <laughs> not put that out on Switch? No, you can't get it on Switch, so no one can buy no oh. one can play that. Oh that's so weird.
2: Annoying. I thought Wind Waker HD had been put out on Switch, but no. Did so they put they put out Twilight Princess HD on Switch, right? I don't even
0: I don't even know.
2: I don't think so. I think they both came out. They
0: both came out on Wii U. Oh, man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, because I know because Twilight Princess was immediately trending on Twitter after they revealed Skyward Sword, which was
2: great <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I guess that Skyward is the one that none of us have touched. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, um, I didn't have a word, I, so. I have to say, like, there's something about... Okay, point number one. I don't think they've done quite as good a job with the HDification of this one as they yeah, have done I mean, the previous yeah. two. But B, that might be because this looks properly jank, doesn't it? There's something about Skyward Sword that just looks wrong and off and cat.
0: Yeah, I mean, they were trying <laughs> to go for like a watercolor kind of look originally, yeah. I think, but it didn't quite. And It, it doesn't didn't... quite
2: work, does it? There's something about no. like a lot of the characters and their fat lips just look wrong. Like, yeah.
0: And then in terms of the structure of the game, obviously, infamously, it sort of drops you in. in, You know, you don't get that sense of adventure of moving around a world because you basically, you have the Fly sky in. and then you just sort of teleport into areas, right? So it doesn't have yeah. that kind of Zelda feel that the original game in <laughs> 1986 managed to have.
2: Yeah, I can see what you mean, the sort of seg- s- segregate, but then, yeah. yeah, you don't put the effort in to get to places. But then, you know, previous games had fast travel systems to sort of get around. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But
0: something about yeah, Skyward Sword where it just didn't feel like a full. I think
2: there's something about just how it moves as well. Just Mm. like I know they're compensating for the motion controls to some degree, but there's just there's something about how Link moves doesn't look appealing. I don't so now know. It's you're like...
0: compensating, and now you're uncompensating, and you're yeah. releasing that game for how much? Sixty quid?
2: No, probably. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right.
2: I really wish the Nintendo tax wasn't a thing. It is a bit much.
0: It's like well, a really, I mean, a really... PS5 game costs seventy quid, or something, doesn't it? I
2: don't yeah,
1: I know, but it's like, <laughs> but that's because that's not the same because Nintendo were already making their. Games full price even before everyone was like, we need to make all
0: games more money. <laughs> I mean, I bought yeah. Link's Awakening on Switch, and I'm pretty happy with it. But I'm not going to be getting Skyward Sword. No, I mean that was, was a full a remake, a complete remake, right? <laughs> Obviously, yeah. It was a game and and games, I guess at least,
2: I guess at least Mario 3D World does at least throw in another half game. Yeah, in the in the form of Bowser's Fury, which, if you haven't looked up what that thing is doing, it's like that's. Like, yeah. They're doing new stuff with that. And that's interesting. Yeah, that's
0: cool. And that's a Wii U game. It's not like that's not a Wii game. That's another. It's a whole. It's only one generation yeah. behind 3D World, right? This is correct. Yeah. I don't know. It's just they must have known that they, even if it's a cool thing to have Skyward Sword available, they must sure. have known yeah. that no one likes that one. <laughs> and why do you put that after hyping everyone up for Breath of the no. Wild 2 news?
2: I mean, good it's idea. good that. Yeah, I mean, it's good that they added the non-motion version of it. That I think that yeah, I mean, but they had to. Yeah, because for the switch lights, yeah, light,
0: yeah, which which is a good thing. But,
2: and their their solution seems decent enough, and uh, with the right swords, the right stick controlling sword swinging, yeah, that seems that seems decent. I mean, in some ways, that's actually kind of interesting, just in and of itself, right? Like to have the right stick do sword swinging and have it that directionality it. be important again um
0: yeah yeah that's
2: kind of cool so that was it that's ninty direct
0: um i mean some i'm stuff to get about. they probably wanted to talk about breath of the Wild 2 but presumably it's
2: covid that's caused a lot of delays to yeah. everything right well i mean maybe or it's just I mean, they did say development is coming along just fine. Yeah. Like, they explicitly said that there's, like, hey, we're not we're not in trouble or anything. Like, yeah. or it didn't even want to say, hey, we've been delayed. Like, they no. just sort of said, yeah, it's, it's carrying it's on, it's going, fine. But we've got nothing to share. Yeah, and even fair. if they haven't been doing,
1: like, directs for ages and they don't really think of it as being, you know, on a schedule or anything any longer, I'm sure they probably still sort of time the biggest news towards the E3 times for the end of the year. <laughs> that's just that's just a natural like flow to how games happen, right? <laughs> you do all the big news in late summer and then in the winter when all the games come out and people buy them at Christmas time.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean who knows? They could they could have a, a new Switch skew brewing, but it doesn't seem like it it won't be this year anyway. Do you think there'll be a Switch Pro next year or something?
2: I don't know. I doubt it. I don't think I don't think we'll see one of those. Mm. I'm not even sure we'll see a Switch Pro at all, like not in the sense of a power upgrade. Mm. Like maybe slight refinements here there, but
3: mm.
2: I, I, don't, uh, yeah. I don't yeah, I don't think we'll see it. I think we're, we're more likely to see a Switch a full-on Switch 2 before we see a switch pro yeah i reckon if they're gonna do it they'll do a switch two and it'll be like hey it's a it's a more powerful switch uh but hey we'll still run all the old switch stuff just fine
0: right but then new games don't have to run on the old switch the old switch yeah they'll be like
2: we're doing these switch two games
0: i guess at some point they will do that
2: yeah well, mate.
1: Except, you know, Nintendo could do Nintendo and just, like, be like, fuck, we came up with a Switch and it has all these fancy touch screen and motion control, but fuck all that, we're doing something completely different again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That does seem to be what Nintendo
0: does. I mean that's exactly what Skyward Sword on Switch is right? It's like we did all this crazy motion controls but let's 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 wind it back. <laughs> but well, you can at kind least. Of in this in
2: this instance you can at least do the motion controls exactly if you you know. Yeah. Cuz because they have the Joy-Cons, they can still do that.
1: Well, I feel like in Skyward Sword's case, it was almost the opposite, where they were trying to make a game on technology that didn't exist. Like Because they, they, you know, the Wii Motion Plus shit, yeah. where they tried which, to hack much better motion controls into the shitty Wii space. Which was a
0: requirement, wasn't it, for Skyward Sword? Yeah. yeah. Sort of. So they sold it bundled with Skyward Sword, didn't they? So they, they were trying to basically
1: it. make a game for, for the technology that didn't exist, which is what the Joy-Cons are now, essentially. <laughs>
0: But does a Joy Con have all of the precision and power of a full Wiimote with the plus and everything? Uh
2: yes, aside from pointer precision. Yeah. Pointing, yeah. Right. That's the one thing the Joy Cons can't do. I mean they can do, but not from like physical pointing. They have to interpret the pointing. <laughs> yeah. Which creates all kinds of problems here and there. Yeah. Uh the same way that the Wii U I mean it's got the same accelerometer tech that the Wii U gamepad has, just a lot smaller. Because the Wii U gamepad had all that stuff as well, but yeah, um, the Pro Controller has it. Weirdly, <laughs> I guess yeah. it's
0: necessary, but yeah.
2: But they all desync periodically, right? The calibration's not perfect, and nor yeah. does it stick. Um, they have they have issues. I mean, that's the the thing that annoys me about when I'm playing Ring Fit. Is like every now and then the calibration goes off, so it's like but they they explicitly remind you frequently it's like hey just point the thing down if you think the calibration's off and it will reset so every time you point the ring down it's like it's recalibrating a little bit like in Splatoon where there's a dedicated button to recalibrate and recenter isn't there Yeah. I was sort of tempted to try and teach myself how to play Splatoon without the motion controls and how weird that might be because I've always played it with and a bit of me can't I can't wrap my head around not doing it, which sounds weird. <laughs> but I wanted to refine, but actually, just I'd be slightly better at shooting. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I don't know because <laughs> I was a bit crap last time I tried to play it.
0: Right, Nintendo Direct. Uh, we're going very long, actually, here, so we better talk about what we've been playing. I don't think there's any other news. Is that that's the big one?
2: That is the big one. Yeah. Okay. God, we are going long, jeez. Yeah, hadn't realized.
0: Um, <laughs> I guess that is the most interesting thing to be honest, is the direct. So yes, we haven't had news for a while. Let's get out. Yeah. Uh so let's skip on to what you've been playing.
2: Robe. Uh all right. Let's let's think of ways where I could cut this down a bit. Um uh No Man's Sky put out a creature update that I haven't engaged with yet, so I won't talk <laughs> yeah. about that. Um uh, okay i i've started and i have bounced off a game um which doesn't is is noteworthy because me bouncing off stuff isn't all that common right um uh i tried to play the falconeer on xbox series x uh because it's available on game pass now um it is a um i think it's also available on pc um but it was it was an xbox it was a series x launch title um And I think along alongside Dirt Five, one of the first games to support 120 frames per second on a console. Um, so you know, noteworthy. It's also a bit of a looker, has to be said. Like it's it's got a nice, um, uh, sort of flat textured quality um, to things. But it okay. I should probably explain what this is. You're you are a falconeer. You're a dude that rides a giant falcon, speedbirds. Um be bad. That, <laughs> that uh yeah and in a sort of world that's basically one giant ocean with a few little islands and outposts trying to make a living here and there which leads to bigger factions and little guys just trying to survive and skullduggery and hey this is a dog fighting game with birds uh so a bit of me was like oh cool i could get into a bit of that that could be like a like a star Fox or range mode kind of thing. It's got a bit of open worldiness going on where you can go to places and discover things and take on jobs and mutate and upgrade your birds or buy different birds. And it's like, yeah, all right, I'll give this a go. Um, yeah. And uh, like I said, it looks pretty good. It runs at 4k 60, um, on my machine. Uh, (laughs) you know, you can, you can, you can rig it up for 120 frames if you've got the, got the setup for it as well. Um, uh it looks very nice and very nice lighting effects like of sunsets and the changing of the day cycle in the clouds and stuff and the sea looks pretty good as well um uh I, i'm i'm also kind of fond on its voice acting i'm uh, mm-hmm. fond of its voice it's, it's like because it's not good i can't i can't honestly say that i its voice acting is good but it's kind of like hammy and overdone with stupid accents in a way I really appreciate. Yeah, like, like in the first town of Dunkel, your guy, your, your, your the guy that's giving you missions talks a bit like this in this weird voice whilst wearing an outfit that looks a little bit like a reverend, like a monk sort of hoodie kind of thing. Uh, he's, he's a bit like this. And then you've got your wingman who talks like <laughs> this constantly. Excellent. And it's 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 over the top and bonkers in a way that I yeah I really it's it's dumb and I love it, um, <laughs> but that's kind of all I like about it, which is a shame because I actually think the flying around and the combat pretty is pretty sucky. Ah, it's like there's okay for one thing before you even get to the combat, there is a smeg ton of downtime. Like you are just like it takes ages to fly anywhere. Um, which is somewhat compounded by its systems, which are kind of both good and bad at the same time. In that, um, if you if you fly upwards, it costs energy, um, and your bird can't maintain that very well. But you need energy in order to do the barrel roll or do to dash. Exactly, yeah, that kind of barrel roll, um, or to dash, which is you know to speed up a bit. Um, and you can't do any either of those things without energy. Um, so you gain energy by diving. So the more you dive, the more energy you gain, and you just gain a little bit of energy over time as well. Or you can catch up drafts, which will fill your energy up and send you upwards in altitude so you're balancing all those systems but you know to fly, order fly places you basically want to be dashing the whole time and it's like okay so i've actually got to be flying downwards a little bit to keep my dash up but then i'll go reach the sea so now i'm scanning around looking for updrafts while i'm at sea level and it's like oh, there's not very many of these uh i guess i'll climb then um <laughs> which is really slow <laughs> and let, mm. get a bit up so i can then dive and dash down slowly again um there are also these jet streams that they put in the air that you should be able to waft into and get your energy back and also get just blown along in the direction of the stream. But these are always like right at the top of the skybox and like so it takes a hell of an effort to get up there and they're often really short as well. So it's like if you make the effort of getting all the way up there and then hit these jet streams that may or may not be in the direction you want to go um it's not really worth it. <laughs> it, seems like a completely pointless, yeah, it seems like a completely pointless thing to add. Um, so it's like the systems sound cool, but in practice they just don't work with how far you have to travel to get mm. to places um, and how long you're spending just flying. And the mission structure is kind of just about, yeah, we're just going to fly around for a bit and do a patrol. And there's a lot of missions that start with these lengthy, I'm just flying somewhere sections that, are, that get kind of boring kind of mm. quickly. Um and then you get into a fight and it's the usual mess of trying to circle enemies <laughs> that are circling you all at the same time so you're just not really seeing very much and shooting things uh, occasionally but your shots this is, the shots are, the shooting system is weird because it's like it's it's basic you only really have a gun um and and a secondary that's kind of like a smart bomb that hurts everything around you including friendlies as it turns out I sort of half-burnt a friendly ship to pieces when I used one of these once um uh yeah but the 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 it's got one of those like aiming systems where you can target someone and it will put the little dot in front of where they're going to bit you know where the direction they're heading, so it's like you think because of playing previous games, oh, I need to aim there too No, nah, it makes no difference. Just get roughly in the right place and auto aim will take care of it um if you're nearby, if you're too far away, you'll still see that indicator, but your shots will just miss. It's like there's a max range yeah, on okay. your shots, but it's not really apparent what's what it does or how you can finesse it to land more shots, which is then made slightly more annoying by the fact that the game gives you an accuracy rating at the end of every mission you do. And it's like, well, I'm not 100% sure the accuracy is in my control. It sort of feels like it's either the auto-aim or nothing, or I've misjudged the range. Mm. Um, So that's kind of weird. Um, But the reason I've bounced off it completely is because... Uh, the game does a kind of a bad job on how you're supposed to play it. I think on how how the on how it describes you're supposed to do things. It's like mm-hmm. it funnels you into doing the missions from your hometown, kind of because you start there. But at any point, you can just choose to leave your hometown and just fly around, mm. um, and then you can land at, at at certain other places depending on what chapter you're currently playing. And then if you've got the permit for that place or they're friendly with your faction, they'll offer you extra missions, and you can grind for money, and you can and level up your player character a bit that way um but yeah the, the structure's not really set up to encourage you to do that like so at the, at the start all i did was did my story missions in dunkel by the way a great town name dunkel um, <laughs> dunkel um and uh, i only got as far I, I leveled up my character to level two and <laughs> The next chapter immediately says, recommended levels four to eight. And I'm like, okay, bugger, I'm not at the right level, but let's go in and do this anyway because that's what I, what's next to do. Immediately got owned on the very first mission right. of the of the next chapter. And I'm like, all right, let's just spend some time flying around and try and level up and try and earn some things. Got myself up to level five in the end, just flying around, doing the odd jobs here and there. Um, bought a new weapon, bought some upgrades from a bird. Things like that. Did what, did what you might expect. Tried the mission again. Utterly owned. Immediately. And it's a, like... it's So I'm now one level above what you recommend. but And I've leveled up and done all this stuff. And I still go into the mission. Do a lengthy flight and patrol around <laughs> the area. Up until a fight where I just get immediately downed the moment I see anyone. And it's like, yeah, all right, I'm out. I've, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. This is no fun at all. Am I supposed... I, You've lost me, game. Wow. Sorry. Because I can't be asked to retry that goddamn thing again. Because it's just... I don't understand. Like, I've, you fly around for friggin' ages and then just get immediately owned by these things. And it's just like... Nah. I, I don't know what I'm doing wrong and it takes me ages to try. So screw you. Yeah. You're not right... Re- yeah. it's in a, You're not respecting me as a player or respecting my time. Just don't waste my time. Exactly, so had it else. with you, um, which is a shame. And uh, like, because so, the game does review pretty well, but I'm clearly missing something that these reviewers saw. Um, yeah, that uh, bit of a shame. Uh, so what I have been playing that is a bit of me and that we haven't talked about before is I also available on Game Pass because everything I play is on Game Pass these days, it seems. <laughs> it is these days. Um, uh, is River City Girls. So that's this is a f- uh, 2019 follow-up to, uh, in the River City franchise, That you know, River City Ransom, you know, the Nez classic. Oh. Um, uh, uh, this time, I think Arc System Works are currently the IP holder for it, but, uh, um, but this was developed by Way Ford, who are the Shantae guys. Um, so what they've ended up making is a uh, a two D em up, as you might expect, uh, or a brawler, as it's sometimes known now, apparently. <coughs> or as one review for this, as I read, was very keen to point out, they're beat 'em ups. Just call them the beat 'em up. Um, yeah, it's a it's a beat 'em up, uh, where the the main storyline is: it's like you are two high school girls who receive a text in the middle of detention one day saying their boyfriends have been kidnapped. The boyfriends are apparently like the protagonists from previous R- River City games. But I'm yet to really see them other than this picture of them supposedly being shoved in the back of a van. Um, and then you proceed to fight your way out of the school and fight your way across what seems like the entire city <laughs> in order to try and rescue them. Um, and what, what what ends up it, it's really stupid, but it's the it's a really fun kind of stupid. It's like all of the dialogue is super airheaded, like kind of nice. these girls are not smart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and and it seems like nobody in River City is very smart, kind of thing. Right. Um. It's all it's all really dumb. All really uh, over the top. Um. Properly leans into it. Uh, like it. It's got a, obviously it's got a great deal of the Scott Pilgrim vibe, which I love because oh, yeah. it's. Scott Pilgrim's game cribs somewhat heavily from River City. Um, Anyway, so seeing a River City game, yeah, alright, yeah, I can get into this. Um, I think the uh, combat system is pretty cool. Um, You've only got like two characters that you can choose from, and this two the two girls, Um, and they both have individual movesets, but I like how they feel. They're pretty decent. They're, They're quite I, th- I guess it's because arcs system works are, like, uh, influence here. They're, they're, they're a bit fighting gamey in that you can spam out your light attacks, but you've got heavy attacks. You've got specials you can throw in there as well, and there's kind of a relationship on how you can jam those out. You've got a block, which is somewhat unusual for a beat up and there's also a parry system in there as well. Um, so you can parry attacks if you perfect block. Um, there's aerials, there's grabs. There's Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff you can do with the fighting system, which is neat. Um uh it's mostly pixel art other than the, the sort of the cutscenes which are done in a sort of comic book style. Uh the pixel art is very good and very well animated. Uh and the music's great as well. So it's got all the key ingredients of a decent beat-em-up And that's kind of where the story ends, honestly. It's just a really decent beat em up. Like it's a little bit its structure is a little different, I suppose, to most, in that it's not stage-based. It's kind of open world. Oh, you can you just you just sort of wander around and uh, level up and go to the bits on markers on the map where the game wants you to go next, and uh, you can go to shops and buy items that will give you stats or give you health boosts and things like that. Because you you want to not die, because dying costs you a bit of your money, and if you haven't got your money, you can't buy health gro- upgrades or go to the dojo and learn new moves. Uh, and things like that. So um, there is an emphasis to stay alive, which is nice. <laughs> Although it's pretty lenient, even if you do die, you, do, you, you lose a bit of cash, but you just respawn in the area you just you just were. Um, uh, it, it it gets around the whole um, well, it tries to implement that thing like that old that beat 'em ups have, where it's like you're not allowed to move forward until you kill everyone in the area by literally locking you in the screen. It puts uh, a chain around the outside of the screen and oh, a giant okay. padlock, and you have to beat everyone up. And every time you kill someone, the padlock takes a bit of damage. Oh, that's kind of cool. It's like just, they just—they just lean into it, like like hard, and be like, "Yeah, this is a game. We don't care." <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 it's it's really good. It's 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 a lot of fun. It's one of those things I think. of. Obviously, it's a beat em up, so it's like Streets of Rage. It's like I I, I want a second player, really. Right, right, right. Um, um, to 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 enjoy draw it to to the fullest, but it's got all um, that
0: right. So if if
2: if COVID was over, then you guys could be playing it exactly. Put it in two player mode. It has an option to turn friendly fire on or off, which you know you want it on. It's not a beat 'em up if you <laughs> if if you've turned friendly fire off. What are you doing? Um, you want to be able to accidentally throw your partner. Uh, yeah, it, I find it really cool. I think some of the boss the boss fights are particularly good so far which is not a thing I say all that often, honestly. Like Most of the time, I think the boss fights are the weak points. And in fairness, the last one I did was pretty weak, but all of them up to that point have been fun moments. Um, I wish there was an easier way to skip all of the cutscene stuff that leads into a boss fight. I mean, you can skip the individual parts, but you're still saying, skip this part, wait for the next part to start, Uh, then skip the next part, then wait for that. So there's still a few hoops to go through before you get back into the fight, but... Uh and then but the, the the boss fights are given a sort of they're made into a moment because like you get a little sort of anime style cutscene that introduces the boss. Like, like properly animated kind of stuff. And then there's like a versus screen that appears to be like Kyoko versus Mizuno. And it'd be like Poof. and then the fight begins. Uh and then and then the music even at that point becomes e- becomes even amplified and becomes like a like a hyper like a fast chip tune kind of thing. Suddenly everything devolves from the, like most of the soundtrack is what I'd call like, I guess a poppy, almost retro wave style mm-hmm. thing, which is very cool at the best of times, <laughs> but then it, ju- it just, it just goes into full on chip mode when you're in a boss fight. And I think the music might actually be done by chips. Um, and it's, it's brilliant. It's great. It's like those moments, like they make the boss fights feel like proper moments and it's, I, I'm I'm all over this game, honestly. I think it's great.
0: River City Girls.
2: River City Goils. If I was to put it in the uh par for non of uh fighting games, I think it's above Streets of Rage Four. Wow. Not as high as um, Scott Pilgrim. Uh, not as high as Scott Pilgrim. I love Scott Pilgrim far too much. Um uh, Double way above Battletoads because Battletoads <laughs> managed to screw up their fighting part. <laughs> The rest of the game was weird and wonderful, but the fighting bit was like not that great. Um, uh, I do wish the if I have one nitpick, I think it's that I wish the enemy variety uh, was a bit stronger. Mm. Um, they tend to all just be guys that can punch and kick. Like there's a few, <laughs> there's a there is one bad guy in particular that had me uh, like laugh out loud when I come across it, and I won't spoil it because it's brilliant. Um, uh, but yeah, it's just like, I can't believe you did that kind of thing. <laughs> it's fantastic. Sweet. Um uh but there's uh, generally though the 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 moves that the enemies use against you aren't all that varied, I don't think. And perhaps they could have done more work there to make that more interesting. And that's that's somewhere that Streets of Rage in particular does a does a decent job. A good job. Yeah. Um, um In fact I think that's generally a problem with most beat 'em ups, to be honest, is like is enemy variety. Um yeah, I mean, it even has this like interesting recruit system where it's like if the if the last person on us, last enemy in us on a screen doesn't always fight you to the death, they 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 can surrender, um, and if you walk up and grab them and push the uh, left bumper, uh, they become a recruit instead of a instead of you beating them up, and then that means you can call them in in a sort of Marvel versus Capcom style assist during fights. So, you've got an even uh, like an uh, yet another layer on top of the, the fighting system that you can employ at various moments. And depending on which recruit you have, it like depends on the move they're going to come in and do. Um, but they can get hurt as well. Uh, and if they get hurt too many times, then you lose them as a recruit and you've got to try and recruit someone else, like Assassin's Creed um, Brotherhood. <laughs> yeah, and, and and every class of recruit, I think, has like a they they have like standard color variations, and then there's one in each, each enemy type that's like slightly stronger than the others, so if you recruit those, they get more hit points before you lose them, uh, and stuff like that, so you're looking for those. So you can Fulton
0: them, Fulton them back to Mother Base. <laughs>
2: if only. And I wish the frying pan made a more satisfying noise, just saying.
1: Well, oh, Did they not download
2: pad dot the Like the thick and bob. And pad one, yeah. <laughs> 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 no, it makes a very sort of unsatisfying sort of sort of noise and it's like yeah. oh, that's a bit it's, it's like uh Streets of Rage had that problem with its pipe, and then it didn't sound nearly as cool as the one on the Mega Drive, whereas, like, yeah. that, where like that every time you swung it it made a kind of <laughs> sort of noise. Um But there is a giant fish you can hit people over the head with, so that's fine. Does it go fish? <laughs> <laughs> no, it just sort of makes a little sort of slappy noise. Slappy. <laughs> wet noise. Cool. Uh, I, I think it's really good. Um I'm most of the way through it at this point, so we'll see what the end how the ending stacks up. Um uh yeah, shout def, definite big shout out to um all the people involved in the music. There's there's one person in particular who does a lot of vocal work in the game and it's all pretty good. Um It's decent, (laughs) and I will yield there, lest I think of something else to say. But I think those are the two things that to properly cover.
0: Good ones, Falconeer. No, River City Girls. Yes, move it on. (laughs) 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 Just reviews. (laughs) That's how it works. What will the yes be from Zach? Will it be uh, uh, Dyson Sphere? project
1: i mean yeah pretty much that's more or less the only thing i've been playing even though i was like should i play this anymore should i let it early access its way forward a bit more but i did want to actually get to you know the sphere (laughs) (laughs) yeah find out how that actually goes and i did but it like it's taking increasingly long amounts of time to make progress although maybe not you know maybe that's just me playing it in the way that i play things (laughs) rather than doing things the easy way I do things the fancy way. And it's just like this is taking more effort than it probably could. Because there's a lot of ways you can because it has this game has in the theme of it rips everything out of factorio. Yeah. It has the logistics robots where you can just like put down a tower and request items and then if they're in the network the drones just bring the stuff in. So it's very easy to if you wanted to just basically, you know, have your base be completely unorganized and just be like oh i need to make this new thing well just put down a tower request the things that it needs to make it and then just build it right there and then just ship it into another tower and then it just goes out into the network and you don't have to worry about organization at all but that's not how i play this kind of game <laughs> and also in in the same way as Factorio, it's like that that whole logistics system like feels too easy where it's just like you've given us all these fancy belts and like arms to grab off the belts and the whole design challenge of like getting the arms lined up with the buildings where like the buildings only have a certain number of ports on each side. So if, if you require more more arms than there are ports, you have to like rearrange or have the belts come off both sides of the building or everything. Or you just use the logistics system and not even really use belts. It's just like it kind of it's it the same with under, It
2: does seem weirdly undermining, doesn't it? Like- yeah. Although admittedly in Dyson Sphere program
1: it's like it, it's the same system but way more limited than Factorio's one. Because like each logistics tower in Dyson Sphere can only request like three different items. And you know, if um if something you're making requires four items, you're either going to need to have two towers or like you know, rearrange it. And also each tower each item in those three slots can only be request or supply. So, like, if you want to send something out to the network, you have to put it into a supply slot. And then if you're requesting something, you have to have it in a request slot. So there are some more limits than Factorio, because in Factorio, the robots just go directly to the chest, and the chests can have any filter you want on them. <laughs> you could just select any item in the game and just have it all go into one chest if you want to. And then it will get full of one item, because that's how the system works. You that's know. How it <laughs> is, yeah. Priority or whatever. But, uh, yeah, it's slightly more limited, but considering that you're also having to ship things between planets anyway, which is sort of, it. it's basically the same as the drone system, but like you get a bigger tower that can store five things and then it can also oh, wow. have like the <laughs> interplanetary ships that are like the drones, but they go between planets. So you have these slightly larger towers for that. Mm. So, yeah, it's still been a matter of design work and coming up with new ideas of how to make things better, which has naturally led to the annoying temptation to just start over. <laughs>
3: hmm.
1: Whereas, like, I've, whenever I go back to my starter planet and I just look at the big mess that's there, and I'm like, well, I can either just clean that up or I could start over. But oh, the actual answer is just don't. Just leave it. Just
0: You've moved to an entire different yeah. system at this point. Just ignore it, Yeah. <laughs> But you can't because it's untidy. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no.
1: But uh, at a certain point, it's just like, what do I really want from that planet is just like resources. It's just the fact that there's resources there that already have like mining and smelting and all that stuff. It's like, because that's what I was thinking about when I was thinking about designing the bases, is that the logical way to do it is to like fly to a new planet, set up miners, set up smelters, because in a... the majority of the cases when you're mining something and you smelt it, it's like a two to one ratio of ore to the output. So like you take two titanium ore and you smelt it down into one plate, which is so you're compressing it essentially for transport. And like nothing uses titanium ore by itself apart from smelting. But if you do that and like smelt on site, then when that that planet has been expired and you've used up all the titanium, you have to demolish all those smelters and move them to a new planet. Whereas if you build the smelters in a permanent location and ship the ores in, so it's just like you've got this balance of like, which of these resources do you ship raw? How much processing do you do on an individual planet level? How much of this do you make permanent? Or you're going to have to come back here and demolish it at some point.
2: Mm, I feel like there's some sort of joke around the phrase smelt on site somewhere. <laughs> It's That's like you... you know, it's not it's not dangerous enough to shoot on site, but it's <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have to smell it. <laughs> you think this is this is what's going
0: to happen in the distant future? We're going to be looking back at Earth, going, well, it's all fucked up, but like there's I resources mean, there's, there's useful stuff there. I mean, we could demolish everything you could, like terraform our own our terror, <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, but there's stuff there <laughs> that we could use to process shit still. <laughs> the trouble is that unfortunately in real life it's not as, it's not as simple as that
1: <laughs> like we take all the iron ore out of the ground and then it turns into like iron garbage and that's not as convenient <laughs> yeah whereas in this game it's just like chunks of iron sticking out of the ground and then you just mine them and they disappear <laughs> and they're gone yeah
0: well they'd be put into the dyson sphere weren't they so they would, yeah, be, gone. They would be gone right
1: but yeah so I so i've got to the point of building a dyson sphere And like, you have to make these specific carrier rockets so it's it's different from the solar sail system, you're not using the rail guns. You have to build actual rocket silos and these rockets use specific parts and then you fire them up and they start building the frame of the sphere. But luckily, something that I was kind of complaining about last time turned out to be less of a complaint, which is that the solar sails actually do have a point. because i was talking before how like they don't seem worth it for like the amount of output yeah, they yeah. have and like the amount of resources you're spending like real life yeah. <laughs> but it turns out that when you build the frame of the sphere when you start filling in the panels that uses the solar cells it like absorbs the solar cells out of their orbit and like integrates them into the actual structure of the sphere so like building the whole infrastructure to build the solar cells and the rail guns and all that stuff It's like, it's not that worthwhile to use by itself, but it is like actually a requirement to make the proper sphere anyway. So you might as well. (laughs) Which makes it, you know, less annoying to be like, I built this whole thing and it's kind of crap. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's like, I built this whole thing. It's kind of crap now, but it will be good in the future. (laughs) But yeah, so I started building the sphere and it very rapidly out you know, outpowered the solar sails by significant margins. In fact, like, way, It's. A, I think the game maybe has a balance problem in the late game, again, of like, what do you do with all this power? <laughs> I mean, that is kind of the point of a Dyson You get so much power, you don't know what to do yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah, that's the idea. <laughs> but you, there's definitely, like, the tech tree gets very thin at this high level, and there's just, like, not much to do with it. Like, you have all this power... And the only thing you can do, the only thing you can do with the Dyson sphere is you have the ray receivers that draw the power out of it. So you put them on a planet and it just brings power in. And you normally just put that into your power grid. And then you can use batteries essentially to like charge batteries from that and then ship those. So you can have like remote power essentially right. by shipping batteries around. Or, you know, as long as you're in the same solar system, you can just build the Ray receivers and pull the power down wherever. But then the other thing that the Ray receivers can do is you can flip it into making antimatter, which you need for like the last type of science pack. So it's like a requirement. But then the only other thing you can do with antimatter is turn it into antimatter fuel cells, which can run a different type of power station. And it's like. It's just more why, power
0: in the end. Yeah. Well, it's
1: it's just more power, and also it's, like, expendable power, because you're, like, you're consuming more resources, like the metal or whatever that you still need to make the antimatter fuel cell. You're consuming that to make power, whereas if you're using the batteries, which are completely reusable, yeah. you're not expending any resources, so why yeah. would you even bother?
0: <laughs> is it more energy-dense or something? Easier it to is shift. more
1: energy-dense, but, well. like, I actually looked at the numbers, like, did the calculation of, like, if you're shipping one shipload of antimatter cells versus however many shiploads of batteries it would take to make the same amount of power, yeah. considering that you're having to expend resources to use the space warpers to have your ships travel around, travel, yeah, it's actually still way more resource efficient to use them, the use yeah, batteries. the batteries rather than the cell, the antimatter.
0: Weird. That seems like a balance issue, maybe. Yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah, i like, hopefully that as as they get further into early access, they might. Extend the sort of late game area to have some purposes for all this mm. matters of power you're making rather than it just looking cool, which you know it does look cool, <laughs> yeah.
0: Hmm. I mean, massive game, you do all the work, you, you build your Dyson sphere, it looks cool. To the end, <laughs>
1: yeah. Unfortunately, it's not, it, it is still the sphere, is still like just as much a physical thing as the sails, and you actually get to like plot out the structure so you can build it as like complicated as you want essentially like you put nodes onto the sphere and mm-hmm. then you join the nodes up with struts and then you fill in the gaps between the struts but you, it's a free form system oh cool and if you want to you can even build like multiple layers of dice sphere so you can have like partial dice spheres out like wrapping around other dice spheres oh,
0: <laughs> if you nice. really want
1: and then they're occluded by the other Dyson spheres. <laughs> well you see, that's the thing. Like I'm not sure it does actually simulate that, which is slightly uh-huh. disappointing. Because like I was trying to i the my Dyson sphere at the moment, which isn't really much of a sphere, it's more like it's got a ring. It's got a full ring around the equator, and then it's got like a couple of big triangles of solar panels sticking up off it. Is about as far as I've got. But even though even when you're on a planet and you look up at the star and you see like the big triangle of solar panels orbiting around and it goes over the star. So it should occlude it. It doesn't actually affect like the output of solar panels on the planet or anything oh, right, or make right. it dark for a moment. Right. <laughs> or at least not yet. Maybe I haven't occluded enough
0: of the sun at the to, same time. Right. To cause an eclipse.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. But I, I suspect it probably doesn't actually simulate that, which is going to be kind of disappointing. <laughs> Mm. but you know they could easily fix that in theory well yeah. i would say easily i'm not sure like, exactly how you'd do it you'd have to make some kind of calculation of like how you'd much do... percentage of the you'd surface to... of the sun is occluded
0: Well, you'd have to do some basic ray tracing i imagine. well
1: rate, right? yeah some kind of inverse square arrangement yeah. but it would be cool if it did actually and the other thing that i've i noticed like as i played more that i thought was weird but kind of makes sense from a usability aspect is the color of the star doesn't affect the lighting of the planet except at like dawn hmm. It's really weird. Like, I'm, my main base now is in a blue star system, which I'm building the Dyson Sphere around. Which is also another reason my Dyson Sphere puts out so much ridiculous amounts of power, because the, like the star hmm. luminosity is like two times as bright as any other star. <laughs> right. So it's putting out insane power, but it's blue. And like in at right at dawn, when like you're just having the sun rise up, you'll see your buildings get like blue. But then as it turns into day, it's just like generic regular lighting and i can understand understand why you do that because having a blue filter over everything would make it probably quite difficult to see what the hell you're doing yeah
0: yeah fair enough
1: <laughs> but it, it's kind of weird i think maybe they could like make it subtle but have it you know have it matter a still, little bit <laughs> matter a bit
0: yeah hmm.
1: and i'm also still still interested to maybe go and just warp around to some of the weirdest star systems just to see what they look like because there's neutron stars and there's a black hole oh <laughs> if you want to you can build a sphere around the black hole
0: i mean hmm. that does that would work right because if you have an accretion disc or something then you could get energy from it glowing or
1: sure but then presumably that would run out over time right the, the accretion disc would get absorbed into the black hole and the energy would go away
0: eventually but well, I probably think
1: faster it's... than a star would die, I would imagine. I if there know, was no yeah, new mass cool. being introduced into the system.
0: Yeah, that's true. I guess maybe it only works with like you couldn't do it with a supermassive black hole, it'd be just too big, right? Yeah. yeah then you then you'd be talking about a sphere around round a galaxy, effectively. Or at least <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or at least the center of a galaxy. Yeah.
3: But
1: yeah, I haven't seen what's up with those, and presumably they still might have planetary systems, maybe. Mm. I haven't really found one. Yeah, well it's... yeah, it might. I haven't really seen it, very many. I think there's like quite a few like weird variations of planets. I did find one, which is actually why I built my Dyson Sphere in this blue star system as well, is like the planet I'm yeah, uh, using as the launch site for the solar sails is tidally locked. Mm-hmm. Which is obviously great for the solar sail railguns because then they don't they're never yeah. they they the always have line of sight. <laughs> Which is nice. And also obviously if you build solar panels on that planet, they're always in the sun. <laughs> and the ray receivers to pull the power down from the Sphere always have light of sight as well.
0: Yeah, that's nice.
1: So that's helpful. But then then you there's got, like
0: assuming you've got half the planet that's useless though.
1: <laughs> well, I mean that's well, where you build all the factories. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. all the yeah. ray receivers and solar panels go on the light side and all the production stuff goes on the dark oh, side. The dark side yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's other weird variations like that. Some of them are kind of irrelevant where it's like reverse rotation, where the planet rotates the opposite direction. doesn't really have any effect. (laughs) No. (laughs) And then, yeah, there's a few other... Well, most of the variations are, like, rare resources. Like, another planet in this system has a sulfuric acid ocean, so you don't have to make sulfuric acid the usual way. You just pump it out of that ocean and ship it out.
3: (laughs) Right. Yeah.
1: That kind of thing. But I think there are a few other, like, Weird planetary things that I haven't seen yet that are maybe more, you know, variable than just just tidal locking. I mean, tidal locking is the is the most important one, clearly, <laughs> just because of the whole line of sight situation.
2: But yeah, that's Dyson Sphere program. That's more How's or less the, all i played. I'm a bit lost. How does dawn and dusk work in a Dyson Sphere anyway? If it's just surrounding a star. Well, no, this is a planet. This is pre-Dyson
3: sphere,
2: right?
1: Yeah. Oh. oh okay. Yeah. I was I mean the tidal locking is one way that you could get permanent line of sight. The other way would be to have a planet with like super high axial tilt, I guess. Because low axial tilt you will always have the poles be in view. But say you had axial tilt over uh, at like ninety degrees, then one pole would face the sun half the time, but like permanently. <laughs> That'd be weird and kind of cool. I wonder if it has that. I think the highest tilt I've seen is like 30 or 40 degrees.
0: Which we've got a planet with high tilt, don't we? You're, yeah, you're it's right, like Uranus own... is like
1: yeah. sideways, essentially. Yeah. It's like 70 or 80, I think. Yeah. That is a gas giant. You can't really tell. <laughs> yeah, I suppose you can't really tell. <laughs> so that. That's more or less all I played. I didn't... Well, um,
2: no one man should have all that power.
1: Right? Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> I mean,
1: that's... the the other thing that happened with regards to things that I talked about last time is like I stopped playing Stardew at the exact moment where the new content started. <laughs> it was really dumb. Whoop. I don't know why. It's like I got all the way through. I, I like I got to the point where you're repairing the boat that will take you to the new island, and I got all the all the resources to do that and then i stopped playing (laughs) (laughs) okay so maybe i will we'll actually get back to that if i can remember what i was even doing luckily i think i was in was i still in winter or had i actually got to spring i think i was in spring of year two but uh, again by the time you're in spring of year two of stardew like the farm is almost irrelevant like you've you've probably got enough like greenhouse crops or whatever that you're just making all the money you'll ever need Although there are some quite expensive late game things that happened even before this patch. Like you can upgrade the town in various ways for like 500,000 gold or whatever. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, I still need to get to that. And I probably will. And we haven't played any Factorio. Not necessarily because of what I said last time about the complexity of the mod driving us away or whatever. It's more just like we've been doing other things for a couple of weeks. (laughs) I've been dyson fearing, and other games have been happening with other people.
0: No one man should have all that. Power. You know what? You know what Dyson's first name was? Freeman. Freeman. <laughs> Forget about Freeman. We're pulling out. <laughs> I wonder if Gordon Freeman. Do you think that's a reference to Freeman Dyson, as well as being like free man? Like uh, I mean, like it deliberate. Could be. Yeah, because he's a physicist, isn't he? Or it could have been based on Feynman. Or Feynman.
1: Yeah. Feynman, but yeah. but
0: Dyson is literally called Freeman, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah. Our um, famous Gordons. Well, <laughs> he's not, well, he's not called they're probably Gordon. There probably are famous Gordons, but... <laughs>
2: Gordon Ramsay. Not based on him. No, probably not.
0: Right. Uh,
2: hey, I remembered I played through that hive busters thing for Gears Five. <laughs> Didn't you talk about that last time? I don't even remember. I started it last time. I finished oh, right. It. You finished it. It's all right. <laughs>
1: I think that sums that up. Yeah. Oh, you know what we, you didn't talk about, that we should probably fit in
2: real quick at the end of this podcast? Oh,
3: yeah.
1: You, you played a demo.
2: Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, that Balan Wonderland. No, Wonderworld thing. Yeah, I didn't get around to playing it, but I listened to Rob play it,
1: and it was was pretty funny just hearing Rob commentate what the hell was going on, because it doesn't make any sense, of course. (laughs) No,
2: I mean, the game doesn't make any sense whilst you're even looking at it, honestly. (laughs) Um, That's a weird thing uh, that is purely... uh, The visual craziness is not matched by the fun of the gameplay. (laughs) Long story short. A a lot of crazy stuff happens at the start of that, and then in the demo, yeah, there's some just trying to yeah like i said i think it's more fun trying to describe things as they're happening on screen and just being like what is going on here why are there lots of dancing animals around that fade out when i get near them why do things just fade out i who am i why do i run a bit like sonic but with no like upper torso movement uh why does the world bend around me weirdly but be flat like uh, it's a weird thing essentially it's like it's a it's a plat it's a Simple, slow moving platformer with where your abilities are tied to costumes that you find around uh, the worlds. Um, and you can switch between them, you can switch between three costumes in your uh, uh in your belt, I suppose, your costume belt at any time, and uh, you use those to well find the stuff in the level and just progress to the end. That's all there kind of is to it. I kind of appreciate the fact that it's old school in that regards and does nothing to explain itself. Like, at least in the demo, there is nothing going on to explain itself. Things just happen. It's got a chow garden. I mean, that's a thing. It's got a a chow garden. (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately yeah like i said i think there are just there are just problems with how it handles like and like uh you when you get hurt you lose one of your costumes so if you're using that costume to try and solve a problem and it's like and you accidentally get hurt by something it's like ah oh, damn it now i gotta go back and find where that costume came from in order to and then bring it all the way back here um in order to solve the problem which is quite irritating um especially for trying to explore the levels. There seems to be a lot of hidden things in, in each level, but I can only really find a few of them, and I'm not quite sure why or where the others were. Um, there are... Uh, I don't know. I think it takes too long to transform between costumes. It's not like an instant switch. There's a little animation that plays every time, and that kind of gets tedious. Um, uh, there's a... <laughs> um, there's an ultra-random like quick time event thing where the titular Balan guy who as Zach correctly pointed out does look a little bit like that presenter for Mario Party 4 but I'm not sure the hat and the body are separate entities
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, It's where he just randomly goes into a cutscene where he flies through the sky and then beats up this purple rock thing but like the quick time events are like oh press the button when the shad the shad the sort of faded out image that's moving on screen matches what the animation is currently doing and then you press a and then you get yay perfect timing or when there's lots of shadows you mash uh, and that's it that's all that is i don't know what's going on i don't know why Balon is be- beating up a purple rock in, ska- in the sky for some reason and all it really seems to give me is more gems to feed my chows, which are not called chowls they're called tim Yes, like the name. (laughs) Make sure you feed Tim. Feed your Tim. Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim's building a tower, apparently. Yeah, I don't think I get it, which is a shame, because I think its craziness factor is up there on the good bit, but how it plays is not on the good bit. Whatever the good bit is, it's like (laughs) some kind of platform you have to stand on. (laughs) Yes. Well, thank you for reminding me of that madness. Give it a go. There's yeah, no harm no, try- <laughs> in playing that demo. Like, but I'm not saying it will be. I'm not saying stick around for the whole demo, but at least play the first level.
1: It's already installed, so I really should have got round to it. I just didn't. I barely <laughs> even got round to playing Triangle Strategy before the podcast. But
0: you did.
2: Bonus to us and our content
0: yep cool well I've been playing Link's Awakening that's a pretty good game Uh, I've been playing Super Mario Odyssey that's a pretty good game yeah it is and I played some Deus Ex that's a pretty good game although old (laughs) but if you want to see me playing that then uh, you can catch our video on on our YouTube channel happy salads
2: you playing Odyssey from
0: scratch yeah from scratch yeah
2: I keep thinking about
0: doing that as well. That's <laughs> good. I mean the the one thing about it is that like the aesthetic is deliberately a little bit off from like Mario, right? It goes a bit out there and I mean all, that's uh, for the city level obviously. Mm. It's a bit too re- but also that leaks into other levels like the like it's a bit weird well, having even... the like realistic T-Rex along with Yeah, like, I was about to say even yeah. the
2: opening level with yeah. the T-Rex. It's the, quite the, yeah. it's
0: quite strange. I mean I I it's a it's a deliberate decision, but the, I kind of prefer the levels that are more mario-y
2: <laughs> you know I th- single I think big there's... environments yeah. rather than. Like but in, same... in a weird way a that's not like... more mario-y that's less mario-y that's like that's traditional mario levels yeah but like i think i mean like mario 64 i guess yeah yeah yeah. 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 i know exactly what you mean mario 64 um, a bit more mario sunshine a bit more
0: yeah yeah i think sunshine had a really good aesthetic that was one of the best things about it um uh, uh, which was fairly consistent whereas mm-hmm. odyssey is style is total chaos basically. <laughs> which is uh but it works. Uh but I I don't know. It makes me think, hmm, maybe I should try out that 3D world uh, port. Um uh, the...
2: yeah you'll be you'll probably more side with the Bowser's Fury stuff then than the Yeah yeah which than is the, fr- the actual free camera stuff yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh but anyway, Odyssey really good. <laughs> power moons everywhere. <laughs> so many power moons. Power moons for days. No one man should have all that power (laughs) (laughs) moon. Exactly. Uh, Yeah, so check out our YouTube channel. Um, We will be back in a couple of weeks with another Salacast. So we'll be there for that. Bye. Bye.